Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Oh, as usual, just running a couple minutes late. Yes. It's uh, extra daylight savings time here at the Brewing Network. We add a good four minutes to that hour. It's we lost an hour, powerful. but it's only four minutes late. That's right. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's going to be another great week of Brewing Network Radio. I can feel it. It's High energy right now. I can sense it. Absolutely. It started already this morning. The Blue Show was rocking. Yeah. Bunch of people hanging out, cool people, a lot of requests. A lot of feedback in the mailbox today. I can't wait to hear. It's going to be good stuff. We got Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing in the studio with us. Happy to have him. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Welcome. And he brought kegs of beer. So uh, I'm already kegs? in love. He brought three kegs of beer. Oh, he... come on. They're 10-liter kegs. <laughs> they're still kegs. <laughs> they're man. still kegs. That's it. He doesn't... Uh, none of this, like, you know, couple of bottles, yeah. six-pack business. Yeah. You know, and a dolly. <laughs> the man brought a dolly full of beer. <laughs> so uh, I am excited about drinking a lot of moonlight beer tonight. Mm, sure and uh, all we need is is the proper fittings to be able to drink it out of the keg. Did we get that going, Brian? Fittings we got. See, we're all yeah, ready. We got glasses. And we got glasses. Now we all, all we need is a bucket. He brought of glasses too. By and the you got way. thirst, man. I got thirst, and we got a lot of people in the studio today that are thirsty. Got our friend Aaron, who's always helping us out on the website and whatnot, hanging out with us. Danielle's got her own microphone. Yeah. Your own (laughs) official microphone, Danielle. It's a great day. I'm feeling super trooper. I just told the chat. Super Super trooper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm so happy today. I just feel great. Okay. Great, great, great. I'm telling you, everyone's feeling great. It's energy, baby. It's going all across the country today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because the listeners that were on the Blues show, they weren't even in California, and they were feeling good. Good. They weren't bluesy. Guys were out carving pumpkins with their kids. It was good fun. Hey, sleeping right. late does help with that too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It does. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Uh, I told, I promised you last week a change in format. No dilly dallying around at the beginning of the show anymore. We're going to get right to it. So, uh, our first segment, uh, as you guys know, uh, our, our mailbox here, our, our feedback emails have just been pouring in lately. So, uh, it's time to do the news or the mail. Oh my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. Yeah. There you go. Nice. 
This yeah. week, guys. All right, banjo music. All right, did that for you, <laughs> Poor Duck. <laughs> it's our official uh, mailroom music from now on, folks. Get I used love to it. it. Well, well you like that? Mm-hmm. We got our first hate mail, kids. And I am excited because that means we've made it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got our very first hate mail, and boy, does that excite me like no other. Yeah. Most people, you know, you get that stuff, it's all negative, and people get all down on themselves. Not me. Boy, I smiled bigger than you I have all day. start the show with it. <laughs> I was giddy when I read this sucker. It doesn't even say much. It's just the fact that it's hate mail. Good. And I feel good about it. Uh, it's distinct and to the point. Yeah, it is. So here you go. I'll just read it right to you. This is from one of our, uh, well, one of our ex-listeners, I should say. <laughs> oh, no. So we can't even get back at it. Yeah, and he All says right. this. Since you don't feel that responding to email is worth your time, we've decided that your show isn't worth our time. Goodbye. And then he goes on to say, this email cannot be used without the written permission of the sender. So F you, I just used it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Sue me for reading your email? You sent it to me. And anyway, the topic of the thing is the word is out. Even so, he's gonna I, be he's I, gonna be telling people. I never got the email. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna just blame it on Doc. What did he ask? Uh, well, here's what happened. He wrote to me on the 17th. So, those of you who have written to me before and listened to the show for hey, a while, that's only like a week, yeah, man. You know that like two weeks is nothing, man. A yeah. month, maybe start pushing, yeah. but you know. Six well, weeks is about my average. you got to figure at least a week because if you want to bring it up on the show, we're not going to answer it in an email. We're going to pull it up on the show. Well, actually, that's my second point. I answered his email on the show. The problem is I think the guy doesn't listen live. Uh, his email, you guys will remember, listeners, because I asked you guys about it. I left the decision up to you. Uh, basically, it's all about whether or not we segment our archives so that they're in two parts. Yes, I remember that. Because people that are on dial-up, uh, sometimes they get cut off in the middle, and then they have to start all over again, downloading uh, the entire thing. So they wanted to break it up into two parts. Or, this, or, this the, guy guy, or the guys that want to listen to it, uh, MP3s, they want like, uh, to be able to stop. They want to stop. Like, like, yeah. like having tracks, basically. Exactly. So um, he just said, hey, I'm one of the, the people still on dial-up. Um, I can't download your things. Would you, would you be able to cut them up into two parts? So I asked the show about it. But he can't tune in, so he doesn't know that I responded oh, no. that way to his email, and I didn't write back That's to him. That's karma. And I didn't write back to him. Yeah. And now I'm like... Hey, you should be honored that <laughs> you didn't you didn't actually give him back an email. You put it on the show. I put it on the show. I think he, the word is out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah so uh, there you go. Our very first hate mail. Enjoy it. Wow. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I thought it was going to be worse. No. Oh, yeah. Directly at you or bad. something. I just like how he abruptly ended our relationship. He yeah. just said goodbye. Wow. That was it. Okay, yeah. his loss. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a All this around. cool information, information and fun that he's just not going to have with us anymore. Because yeah. I have an email. Oh well. Who is it anyway? Uh, his name's Gary. That's all I know. And you don't know which state from? I know a well, Gary. He didn't. It's uh, probably him. I know a Gary too. <laughs> <laughs> the only information he left is that do not read this email. <laughs> That's basically all I know about old Gary. And where's he from? But, uh, I, he left nothing. I don't know. Damn him. That's all he said. I apologize I didn't respond to your email via email, Gary, but it happens around here, and everybody knows that about me. And if you don't know, I just told you. So there you go. All right, so how about we switch to a little praise for those of you who don't like mm-hmm. the, uh, the the hate mail so much. I kind of like the hate mail. It wasn't exactly directed at me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is surprising. I will yeah. some <laughs> this one's from our old friend Paul. Goes by Code Right and Fool in the uh, chat room. Hey, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Hope none of these guys mind that I never asked their permission to read their stuff on the air. 
I don't care. They'll let you know, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Paul called us right before the show just to let us know things weren't working. I appreciate yeah, that, man. too. All right. Uh, he basically just said that Sunday the 23rd show was more awesome than normal. Can't exactly say why. It just was. Everyone had great energy, and it flowed really well. Wow, I wasn't on that show. What That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, Paul, I'm, hey, I'm going to tell you out. why. Sean wasn't here. <laughs> no, uh, but he said, great decision on giving Daniela her own microphone. Oh. Uh, John, she got your microphone last week. And, and I got it back. Now you got it back. I gave her her very own personal microphone. Nice. Thank other, you. Uh, other people JP was throwing in well. little quips here and there. Hey, you look know. at Speak of the Devil. Yeah. Dang, oh, there he is. No, what are you doing here? Jason Petros just uh, joined us in the studio, as he did last week, filling in for He's old He's looking John. at me menacingly like I care. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a few other things to say. Um, we should get him to fix the kegs. Get old Jason to fix <laughs> yeah, the kegs? Yeah, exactly. Go to work, buddy. <laughs> you can have some beer. Basically just praising us, saying that Crotch had Crotch had a good idea. You know our old friend Crotch Rod? Yeah. Uh, he took a CD of a bunch of our archives, brought them to his local homebrew shop, and now they play them at the homebrew shop all the time. Wow. So oh, as people are shopping, dang. they're even asking the guy, hey, what are we listening to here? And then they're going home and checking us out. See, B3 should do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Plug into the internet and just play it over speaker. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys should yeah. be playing our stuff all the time. Yeah, Crotch is awesome for doing that. And Paul said he's going to do it, too, at his local homebrew shop. Awesome. Yeah. Can we do it at our local homebrew shop, John? No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know why you didn't think of that, John. Well, because, you know, I'm, I'm just somewhere. Because on, the right? East Coast is on an earlier time segment. <laughs> yeah. So they think of it first. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's got to be it. Uh, this one, let's see. Who's it from? Robert. He is from Tennessee. And he says, I got more information from your shows than I do damn near anywhere else. I like the fact that the information is presented in a manner simple enough for the average Joe, i.e. me, to understand without a doctorate in biochemistry. And that's me, by the way, because I'm an idiot. And I, if, I do, if you guys can't present it to me like an idiot, then, you know. That's usually me. I start talking, and when, when Jay, Justin gets that glazed look on his face, I yeah. back off a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's I can, my gauge. Go ahead and dumb that down for me a little bit, Doc. <laughs> So, uh, hey, thank you, Rob, and glad to help out. Uh, questions, Doc. You're going to need to listen to these guys. Okay. Um, this guy says, uh, I personally love Hogarden. I've researched their recipe and understand that they use two yeast strains, one for fermentation and one for bottling. I used White Lab's wit yeast for the fermentation. Then I harvested and primed the yeast, uh, yeast from the bottle to add to DME for conditioning. I let beer condition in the keg for two weeks. My first of the taste of the beer tasted like beep. <laughs> uh, have I done something wrong, or is there some other procedure that I need to follow? So he cultured from the Hogarden bottle. Well, like. you could have got a dirty culture when you culture. Culture from the bottle is tough. Yeah. Uh, you might not have gotten enough out of that. I, I got to know exactly what you meant by cheap. You know, <laughs> I, I got to know, uh, is it sour? Is it medicinal? Is it nasty? Uh, what's going on there? Um you, but most likely it was I, just a dirty yeast. Just to let you know, I, I love Hogarten myself. Yeah? Too. Okay. Oh, yeah, I really do. Big fan yourself. And huh? I haven't been able to nail it down myself either. Okay. Um, I make some good tasting wits, but I can't nail that one down just yet. Okay. There's a lot of little different things. So I need to know exactly what it is. Uh, it might have been your, your uh, bottle culture thing. Could have okay. been that. Well, if you're listening, you need to email Doc. Uh, if not, I'll j I'm just going to forward oh, wait, this on to Doc anyway. Do I have an email? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> he might respond. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I told everybody last week, too, that he has his own. By Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot. What are you going to do? 
I did a lot of other stuff this week, though. Oh, You're going to yeah, hear you it throughout. Good. Like, uh, you know what? Like this, like this, for Just, example. Yee! That makes it all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm improving audio quality. I got no time for this stuff. Yeah. Uh, another question for you. I'm an old-time drinker, first-time brewer. I love you. These guys are my favorite guys. I'm an old-time drinker myself. Uh, so far, <laughs> hey, I've been doing it for long enough to be an old-time drinker, though, anyway. So far, I've made just a few extract beers and have loved them all. So, uh, it looks like there are a ton of recipes and kits out there for extract brewing. So, will I be a hump if I never go to Allgrain? I mean, it seems like I can make some really good homebrew without going to Allgrain, but I hear Allgrain this and Allgrain that. I'm a follower for sure, but I don't want to get sucked into something that I don't have to get into. Any insight would be appreciated. Well, that that's easy. The first thing is, do you like it? Yeah. That's great. He loves it. Um, you can keep learning, listening to us, listen to other things. And, and just among the fermentation stuff and all the kind of cool stuff you can do, I tasted some extract brews that are just killer. Yeah. And so you can always make a better beer and not even have to go up. That's right. I say if you like what you're doing, keep doing it. You yeah. don't need to buy all the extra equipment. It gets real expensive real mm-hmm. quick. Um you, you'll be able to do a lot more things with your beer, but if you're having a good time and you like it, man, stay well, right there. Last week we were talking about mini mash, and mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot of stuff to make a mini mash. That's you can right. use your your wife's spaghetti pan in the oven. That's so right. Do, do a three pound mini mash to add to that, and you will improve all the whole thing. So you're already making good beer. Just keep it up, and there's lots of little things you can do to improve it along the way without even having to go to all grains. There's another uh, aspect to that, too, is if you want to add too many variables to play with, then, yeah, go to full mashes right away. But, right. my God, that's that's more than most people can physically handle mentally, at least uh, more than I can yeah. mentally handle. So take care of one thing at a time mm-hmm. and yeah. learn about hops, learn about yeast, learn about all different things. And then if you're really gung-ho for more than that, you have way too much time on your hands and way too many spaghetti pots or whatever, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then you go ahead for whole grain. But don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't it worry about good, it. You're yeah. already making something you really like, and you can you can tweak that up a little at a time and little stuff here, little stuff there. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people come to me very apologetic that they're only using extract. And my feeling is, oh, God, there's nothing to apologize for. Yeah. You know, you're, you're spending your time learning about other things. That's right. And when you're ready, great. Then if you you're not ever on. ready, don't worry about it. I agree. We had a professional extract brewer in here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Although he said the only reason he does is because his brewery's too small, but but still he was he was doing extract and like, he's a professional brewer. Like so five years. Yeah. I've I've talked about Jim Rossi before and he gave me some of his uh, extract brew, and I can usually taste an extract brew right off the bat, and his was just phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I I look at him with just my mouth gaping open, saying, "Wow, this is extract." And he said, "Yeah." All right, so there you go, Rob. I say stick with it. That was Rob. Don't know where he's from. He just said Rob. So uh, there you go. I'll Thanks, email Rob. you back, too. Might take six weeks. but. Uh. <laughs> All right, another question here. Hey, Justin, I've been listening to some of the archives and was wondering if Dr. Scott has any pictures or other info on the carboy keg cleaning bucket that he made. I would love to see a picture. A picture's worth a thousand words. Uh, thanks, and keep up the good work on the show. Cheers, Jason. Uh, now, this is something I, I I always ask you about, and every time you tell me about it, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> I want to see the in. thing, too. I need one. Darn it. Um, I'll, I'll do some pictures this week. Okay, which means I'll get them up in six months. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I, will, I will get the pictures done. Okay. I'll, I might even do it tomorrow. I'll okay. get them done. I'll bring them in uh, to you, okay. or I might email them this week. I'll get them to you, and then at your le- leisure, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can put them on my gallery. Okay. Uh, it's pretty simple kind of thing, but, you know, it saves me so much time. Yeah. 
and it's all a power wash thing is all it is. Just to clean your kegs and your carboys. Yep. You put it right. You just sit them right on top of it and let it go to work, right? Right. And I Do don't you even, take apart your fittings? I don't even take apart my kegs awesome. anymore because I have fittings that click on to the in and the out, and oh. they, they clean it in place. It's basically a clean in place kind of gig for your kegs. Right. And it'll, it will do carboys, too. Okay. okay. All right, so post some pictures, and maybe you could type up a brief uh, how-to yes, I will. build guide, and mm-hmm. we can post that in the forum to go yes. along with the pictures. We should have a gadget like section. Yeah, we're working on yeah. it. It's, that's definitely coming. But yeah, this is something that has just revolutionized how easy it is. I hate cleaning. I hate it sticking my hand way down in that, that uh, keg. And, yeah. And yeah, I could get my I could get down to about mid-bicep maybe. And that doesn't touch. I got a short arm. It yeah, does not yeah. touch the bottom there. It's revolutionized your laziness, basically. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cleaned that nasty cake, that nasty carboy of yours, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. Yes, it he did. He gave me the nastiest looking carboy <laughs> I've it ever, ever stuff seen. Chrome. Oh my god! Yeah. It wasn't got, a tube ring. It was a tube inside. <laughs> uh. I got another one sitting out back too because Daniela hasn't cleaned it. Oh, whatever. It's your Get carboy. Finally. <laughs> when did it come out of that carboy? All you really got to do is just fill it with some PBW. It's heavy. It's filled with water. It's heavy, and I'm a girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You have noticed? If I can point out something. We called you that strong blonde, right? (laughs) If I can point out something as guest in your house here, at least. This is the only house I've been in where uh, in the hallway to the bedroom, there are cardboard brushes hanging on the wall. That's a beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. How about a couple Thanks, more questions? Right you want to do some more, guys, from the listeners? Sure. Uh, this could be, uh, it says, for the guest, Doc, John, whoever. Let's see. I learned the homebrewing process from that free video that Midwest Brewing Supply gives out. The guy in the video says that when you're mixing your grains and mash water into your mash tun, you should add a couple quarts of water, then a couple pounds of grain, and mix. You're supposed to continue this process until you have everything in the tun. I believe he said to, uh, to do this to keep from getting hot and cold spots in the ton. Is this necessary, or can you put all the grain in and then add the water and stir thoroughly? If it matters, I use a 10-gallon igloo cooler as my ton and a wooden dowel paddle for stirring. You're going to get dough balls. That's, that's the main thing with me was always uh, dough balls. Uh, like the igloo word. cooler is going to be narrow, and that's what I did for a long time. Yeah, uh, and I stir it up, and you get these these dry spots, these dough balls that don't get any of the liquid, the hot liquid to the grain. Yeah. So doing, you don't have to do a hundred times. Uh, do some, put some water in, just just back and forth with that kind of kind of setup, you'll be okay. Okay. I uh, just don't want to get these dough balls that just don't get don't get mashed. I just like it every time you say balls. Dough balls. <laughs> Dough balls. <laughs> I don't know. Chocolate it's, salty it's balls. It's kind of immature that way, I guess. <laughs> I pump my water into grain, so. He said pump. You do. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to go on all show uh, long. Thanks. That's your fault, Jay. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, keep doing it slow is what you guys are saying, right? Yeah. Okay. So you don't want to get <laughs> you don't want to get dough balls. No dough balls. All right. Number two. How often should I change? And this is a question I have too, actually. Uh, how often should I change my disposable equipment, like hoses, stoppers, and things like that? Well, if you see the discoloration, clean it with a line brush or throw it out. If you can't it. get it clean, the crud off of it. Yeah. You can't sanitize crud. There's no crud on mine, but they're discolored. They've been discolored for six batches well, now. What, what's discolored? Is it the, the, is it the beer wort? Is it the iota four stuff like that? But if you can see yeah. chunky things in there, yeah, yeah, those are bad. I, yeah, those are bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, try cleaning with something acid, strong acid, and strong alkali, both. 
Yeah. But sometimes some of that stuff only comes off with like an acid. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you still can't get it off, change you know, it. Some, well, it's, it's, it depends. It's, it's, depends if you heat sterilize it, you can pretty well kill it, but it might taste nasty. It's just, yeah. but it's just tubing yeah. too. And if you, if you do the, you gotta be careful with tubing dissolving and things. So. Yeah. Mm. It's cheaper just to cut some new If it's tubing. got a real nice yeah. vinyl taste, I would probably <laughs> pass on it. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> VPA? Yeah. A little vinyl pale ale? Yeah. What's wrong with that? God. <laughs> it is cheap. The hose is cheap. I gotta redo mine anyway. I'll be yeah. I'll be down at the shop stealing some hose next week. Yeah, tasting a beer with iodifer, like residual. Ugh, it's gross. Bad news. Metallic. Okay, so if you start to see some discoloration or chunks in there, just change it's, them out. It's not so much the discoloration, but the chunks are, are the clear tubing that you can't get out. And brushing it's just gonna scratch it. So. Yeah, but PBW is a good, you know, if you let it sit, it'll right. soak it. It'll eat it all away. So it, mostly, yeah. but you, sometimes there's a point when give it up. Yeah. Well, if you're poor and I'd use PBW and let it sit in hot water overnight and it should eat it all away. And if you're just paranoid, mm-hmm. well, put it, buy a whole 100-foot roll and just change it every time. Put a light yeah, beer through it and taste it. If okay. it tastes perfect, then don't worry about it. Yeah. That's if a good idea. If it doesn't idea. taste so good, then, you know. Exactly. That's the best way to tell right there. Put some beer through it and taste it. If it doesn't you're, taste good, give it to your You just might friends. be a genius, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you bring three kegs, but that was a gem right yeah. there. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I love the simple wisdom. You it's always like, those that, that, that make me smile. Yeah. The tough wisdom that Doc gives, I just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have points when you say gem. Yeah. You know? Oh, we have a, yeah. uh, that light that lights up. Yeah. Tossing out gems over there. What am I about to take a drink of here, Brian? Uh, I suspect that's Twist of Fate Bitter Ale. The Bitter mm. Ale, huh? It's got some aroma, I'll tell you that. Yes, it does. It'll even get you right. It gets you all the way from your nose to your throat when you're smelling it. That's a that's nice. Now it's poured with just not quite the exact. Speaking of hoses, the length of mm-hmm. hose and all that, so it's a little heady. Okay, but mm. I would hope there's some aroma there, mm. and there may be some taste. I don't know. This is I think of the Pilsner recipe. No, this is not. I'm there's gonna some, get some. There's some great taste actually. Yeah. It tastes kind of oaky. Is there oak in that? Nope. It does got that that oak kind of musty. I should probably change the barrels. There you go. <laughs> now, we're going to get all into it a little bit later, but let me just ask you briefly. Is it safe to say that this isn't brewed to any particular style because you don't like style guidelines? Oh, no, that's completely wrong. This is exactly a West Coast Sonoma County uh, bitter ale style. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with my researchers? <laughs> um, Dang. They're, they're in the wrong county. What? Yeah, I guess so. What is that? A, that's a 5E, e, right? Uh, five uh, E sub on that BJC, yeah, sub three. Yeah, yeah, right. three. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Make an ass out no, of Justin. No, it's a five E B S. Like I need help with that. Now I got to change the website because I put on the page that you're all anti-style. That's what I was told. That's what my researchers told me, which is John. <laughs> well, I'm anti-certain styles. Okay, but I'm not. anti-trying to fit into certain styles. Okay. He all makes right. a beer. It's good. If it doesn't fit, screw. Him. Mm. This one's good. All right, we'll get all into that uh, in a little bit. Uh, we're just going to do the news, take a break, and then we're going to get right into Brian Hunt and Moonlight, who's going to be with us uh, all night, I hope, unless he gets sick of us. A <laughs> uh, little bit of news. I'm going to I'm going to breeze through it. I'm trying to get done with the intro by 5:30. So, um, mm, two minutes. In the great state of Connecticut, uh, and I say that with a grin. I'm, I was born in Connecticut. My family still lives there. Uh, there's a battle brewing over an elf label uh, on a beer. Uh, it's it's a holiday beer that's imported from England, and it has uh, the beer's called Seriously Bad Elf, and it shows uh, yeah it shows a mean looking elf with a slingshot firing Christmas ornaments at Santa's sleigh as it flies overhead. 
<laughs> Which I think is great. That's awesome. Uh, but state liquor regulations bar alcohol advertising with images that might appeal to children. And the regulations specifically <laughs> mention Santa. So there's a big battle. Um, let's see. They say there are certain symbols and images that appeal more strongly to children, and this regulation includes the most obvious among them. Attorney General Richard Blumenthal said the state uh, has wide discretion to regulate the sales of alcohol. Um, and they're basically just trying to keep it from being imported unless they change it. Well, maybe they should have him slinging Christmas ornaments at the attorney general. Yeah. And then there'd be no Santa involved. I think that would solve the problem perfectly. If they could do that. It sells the beer. And they sell a lot more of it. They sell it in 30 other states with, with no complaints. But, uh, Connecticut's got a, a lot of weird things going on there. It's, it's an old state and it, it's a lot of, uh, Protestant laws still sticking around. Like yeah. you can't buy alcohol on Sunday, for example. Can't buy it after nine. Can't buy it on holidays. A lot of weird laws that stem back from, um. I thought Santa didn't exist. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> nor do elves. Yeah, neither do elves. Uh. They actually had a worse one earlier, uh, an even worse label than that, but they took it off. Um, Elf crotch ale. Yeah. So anyway, big fight brewing over that. So that's the story with that in Connecticut. Uh, a Bud distributor employee was fired for drinking Coors Light. Or Coors. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? It's, no. It's been going on for a while. A lawsuit filed by a man who alleged a Budweiser distributor wrongfully fired him after he drank a competitor's beer during his off hours has been dismissed. They dismissed the case. Um, it was set to go to trial Monday, but it never went. And they're not discussing the details of why. But basically, the owner of the company's daughter and son-in-law went into the bar, saw the employee sitting at the bar wearing a Budweiser hat and drinking a Coors, and allegedly bad-mouthing the company, although the man says that wasn't happening at all. They then reported right. it to their to daddy, i.e. the boss of the distributor, and the guy got fired for drinking wow. Coors and working for Bud. Not, not, not to mention bad-mouthing the company. Though. Yeah, right. Well, wait, he should be fired for drinking Bud or Coors. That's right. <laughs> if you want to fire somebody for something, fire for drinking bad beer. Yeah. Not Coors, though, because no. we're still trying to get them no. on the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Rockies. Yeah. yeah. We can say whatever we want about Bud. They already denied us. Yeah, they did. Okay, and back to my quest <laughs> to find good health in beer. Researchers at Oregon State University discovered uh, cancer-related properties of a flavonoid compound called xanthohumol. About 10 years ago, they found it in hops. A recent publication by an OSU researcher in the journal Phytochemistry, which has got to be exciting reading, Whoa. outlines the range of findings made to since that. then. <laughs> do, you, do you really? No. Because <laughs> that wouldn't Not surprise yet. me a bit. Um, let's see. Xanthohumol is one of the more significant compounds for cancer uh, chemo prevention that we've studied, hmm. said Fred Stevens, a researcher with OSU's Linus Pauling Institute and an assistant professor for blah, blah, blah. The published literature and research on its properties are just ex uh, exploding at this point, and there's a great deal of interest. Quite a bit is known about the biological mechanism of action in this compound and the way it's used to help prevent cancer. Um, they say, we can't say that drinking beer will help prevent cancer, Stephen said. Most beer has low levels of this compound, and its absorption in the body is also limited. I should have left that part out. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, but if we're not making a case for yeah. yourself. No, I think most beer doesn't have any hops. It doesn't have any hops at all, right. <laughs> but if ways can be developed to significantly, uh, significantly increase the levels of xanthohumol or use it as a nutritional supplement, that might be different. It clearly has some interesting cancer chemo preventive properties, and the only way people are getting any of it right now is through consumption of beer. 
Wow. So uh, yeah, you're covered, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> IPAs nope. all the way, you know. No cancer in these huevos, that's for sure. <laughs> Knock on wood, right, guys? Yeah. I haven't <laughs> checked your huevos lately. I got to get checked now. <laughs> not, not right now. <laughs> not feeling too good about that. All right, we're going to take Daniela, a quick... get that tape measure out. <laughs> I will. <laughs> According to my watch, we finished the intro in 31 minutes. Perfect. Which is, which is record time for this studio. Yeah, baby. Trying to keep it moving for you guys. All right. We're going to take a quick break. It's going to be two songs. When we come back, we're going to talk to Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing Company. Where are you guys out of, Brian? Uh, Santa Rosa. Out Rural of S- Santa Rosa. Okay, right there in Santa Rosa. Already liking the beer. It's, it's pretty good so far, and we got three kegs to go through. So Pass me out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a little Aerosmith. We'll be back in a minute. Yes, sir. Back in action. That's We're on record like time. Yes. It's only segue. 5.35. we got so much time to do the show, John. It's Smoking. unbelievable. Shoot, we have two and a half hours. I feel like I'm right supposed off. to screw around for ten minutes now or something. <laughs> it's a doc talk. We'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. All right. We're okay. here today with Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing Company. Uh, I have a couple questions from the chat room for you already, Brian. Excellent. Um, I want to mention real quick to join the chat room if you want to participate with some of our listeners. A lot of them hanging out in there today. Just click the chat now button right on our main page. Punch in a name. You'll log right in. It's not a membership or anything else. You don't have that funky name gig thing anymore? No, it's nothing weird. You just punch in a name and you hit enter and that's it. You don't have to register or anything else. It's easy. So join us in the chat room. It's the best place to ask questions uh, because Daniela will hand them off to us. You can also call 888-401-BEER if you want to call up. 888-401-BEER and we're happy to take your phone calls. B-E-E-R. Yeah. Thank you. That was three. (laughs) 2337. Right. Yes. Okay. The first question for you is a very simple question our listeners want to know. 23. He's 23, folks. He's 23. <laughs> Where can you try Moonlight Beer, Brian? Uh, well, let's say the General Bay Area. Okay. Uh, let's see. From Sonoma County, Napa County, uh, Contra Costa, where we are now, Alameda, San Francisco. Okay. And a little bit in Mendocino County. And that's about it. Now, we got people all over the world. Is it, It's just the Bay Area they can get it? Uh, no, they can get as close to their uh, airports as long as they have a valid ticket and boarding pass. <laughs> right. They, they're welcome to the brewery oh, yeah. and, and come pick it up. Okay, so Moonlight's only in the Bay Area unless uh, we illegally ship it across state lines. Oh, God, we don't want to do that. <laughs> of course not. We would never do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, just the illegally. <laughs> <laughs> so I had touted today's show as the official anti-style show, so we're going to have to have at least some discussion about uh, anti-style. Yeah, well, let, let's go all... back to what he called this style. Okay. Yeah, what did you... I didn't hear that one. I don't know if I could reproduce it. What did I call it? Uh, something <laughs> about a... <laughs> yeah. uh, brutal? I, no, I think it's a Sonoma County um, bitter ale style. Okay. Which means you invented Is that in the it. Piece? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say I invented it, but it's. Okay. It, I'm not claiming it's anything other than what it is. Okay. Did you start out brewing to a style? 
Uh, or did you throw well, together your ingredients and the same make beer? Uh, when I was working for myself, hmm, no, I never followed a style. Okay. I just wanted to make something that tasted good. Yeah. Which I hope most of your, you know, listeners believe when they're home brewing. Yeah. Who cares about what some somebody in some other country makes? Make yeah. something that tastes good. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere, right? Where do you? How do you know where to start? When you, when well, that's tough. Yeah, you know, you got to yeah. go to the guidelines a little bit to at least, you know, hey, I want to make a bitter. Oh, I've never looked at any guideline in my life. I have no idea what they say. Is uh, that just right? really no. Okay. Heck no. All right. Well, no, you chew a bunch of grain. Yeah. You try a little that, try a little this. Hmm, this tastes pretty good. Oh, some of that would be good in there. Okay. And then you throw that in. So you, you, by t- you actually formulate your recipe by taste. Or Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I throw a bunch of kernels. I, I even count kernels out in my hand, chew it up. Really? No. Way. Yeah. Is that so strange? Yes. <laughs> I think then it's awesome, actually. I'm on target then. <laughs> All right, yeah. How does yep. ca- how 11 does of these, 12 of those. How yeah. does counting kernels actually, how do you determine your, is that how you determine your grain bill? Like I got five of these, 10 of those. Well, yeah, in, in 100%. Percent, okay, right. you put okay. five kernels of this. You want to know what 5% of that tastes yeah. like? You put 95 <laughs> kernels of pale malt in there, five kernels of something else, you chew it up. Let the amylase in your mouth do it. No, well, amylase in your mouth. I'm not trying to get alcohol. I'm the first time yet, too. I'm just trying to get flavors. Oh. Well, it'll, it'll convert to sugar so you can like, really taste what happens. Wow. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's further down the pike. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good way to do it. And, and a lot of people say, you know, t- taste the grain. If it tastes good, chew it up. Uh, if you don't taste your ingredients, then yeah. what do you, what do you wish in a prayer? I mean, what do you that's think is going to come on the far end? That's so true. <laughs> That's a great tip for home brewers. This oh, man do that. is a genius. Yeah. What I tell you? Yeah. Well, I think one really good thing is that you don't have to brew to style. No. You brew to what you think is good or what you, your target is, and yeah. if it comes out great, awesome. All right, but style. You, All right, but let, you let me say John something Boy. about style. Um, I remember years ago, year, many years ago, uh, down in Palo Alto, uh, there was going to be the Palo Alto Brewing Company that actually started in uh, Mountain View, which you know was close enough. And uh, they had done some great research, and they decided there's a ton of expatriate Britishers living on the peninsula. And they said, my God, this is untapped market. We're going to make some <laughs> British ales. And they made uh, they brought over British equipment and British ingredients, and they brought over wooden casks and beer engines and everything. They said, well, we're just going to clean up. Yeah. Well, the problem is all those people left Britain, and they're now eating tacos and drinking Coors Light. <laughs> because we're living here. So why yeah. should you copy something from somewhere else in the world? That's not where we live. Now, That's not true. everybody in this uh, listening audience does live in the Bay Area. Probably some people do live in England, and then you should make something more appropriate to there. Mm-hmm. But make whatever fits the the climate you're in and the food you eat and the people you hang around with and all that sort of stuff. I got sidetracked once you said tacos. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, burritos better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tacos just no, sound just really food. good. I'm I just think hungry. just got him right there. Ah. <laughs> uh, 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 a, a redundant question. Do you export to New Jersey? You don't, right? Oh, no. Not legally, I think we, we <laughs> described. <laughs> right. Okay. You can fly out here, get some, and fly back. That's, there you go. that's about their export. Uh, i tell you what. You send me a plane ticket to Jersey. You'll bring beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll, bring you, he'll probably bring you three kegs at you, that point. You've never been to Jersey, have you? No. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I like the idea of brewing meet by me at the, Meet me in New York, of course. It's a garden state. Now I, I want to make the st- I want to make the comment that John and Doc, you know, uh, are all about brewing to style. Like you guys are the style brewers. So don't jump on this bandwagon here, Doc. That you're okay with it just tasting good all of a sudden. You know. <laughs> okay. Just 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 to let you in on that, I brought, I brought my yeah. triple along, and yeah. it doesn't really fit. 
triple wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little darker than a triple, yeah, a little stronger than a triple. Dump it out. Um, dump it out. It's just an acceptable. I got to dump it yeah, out, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's just bad forget beer. it. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> you should just leave it here. Now, I use styles as a guideline to kind of head me in the right direction. Okay. But I, 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 I've really probably never thrown out beer. Yeah. <laughs> I know that about you, Doc. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I will it make well. it better somehow. Yeah, true. And uh, it's it's just a matter of making good beer. And if it doesn't fit in, in the guideline, just just the same token, if you're going to do any kind of competitions, it pretty much has to fit in a guideline. That's that's what guidelines to me are for. That's what they're for. They're for competitions because I've been beer judge before, and you have somebody that comes in like, God, oh, this is really good, but it, and then that's you argue with the judges. Is it in the style or is it not? How close do you want to go? Yeah. Well, it's a delicious beer. What do you do with it? You kick yeah. it out? Yeah. Well, well it's, to me, it's like a dog show. You can have a killer dog, does all the great tricks, looks cool, it's friendly dog, but you know what? That doesn't fit in the collie kind of category. Yeah. And so yeah. if you get marked down or thrown out because of that one, doesn't mean it's not a good dog. No, the answer is you'd be happy that you are thrown out. He's like, I don't want to be like those dogs anyway. Yeah. I like that. My Andy. dog's smarter than those dogs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got a damn good dog. Why am I here anyway? You have a goat yeah. dog. <laughs> Two goats, but that's not a dog. A you see, they're not going to do very well in a dog competition, are they? <laughs> I don't know. One of them's pretty good. <laughs> Depending on what you're going to barbecuing, you mean? Or <laughs> no? I want to switch to all grain now, just so I can do that tasting method where you just throw a bunch of grains in your mouth. Do you yeah. think if I went to the homebrew shop, if I went to B three, since yeah, I do you, extract, yes, they will let you taste stuff. Well, but I do extract. Can I go dipping my fingers in a couple of the extract jars and and throw it in my mouth like that? No. No. That wouldn't be all right. Uh, no. I'm but, just trying But they to... will let you taste the grain. Yeah, the grain tastes, but I don't but I don't need grain. Well, buy a bunch of tubs of extract, take them home, taste them at home. Taste Go, them all together. Wow, this one's really good. Yeah. This one, I don't know about this one. Yeah. And you mix it yourself. You got a bunch yeah. of those little like 2 gram vials. You can just like taste a little bunch of each of the different extracts yeah. and you take What are you talking about? What do I use, use your little vials lab, for? Your wide lab tube vials. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought we were talking crack cocaine here or something. <laughs> I didn't know what what no. that meant. We're talking <laughs> hey, take it at what you want. I do have a question for you, John, from one of our listeners about a B three uh, kit. The first, uh, <laughs> listener says just finished brewing Matt's double barrel ale clone from B three. Nice. You familiar with that? Yes. Okay. Well, that's so good. is Jay. So. Um, it had three one-ounce packets of American oak chips. Mm-hmm. One for secondary, and the other was under the yeast line. Does that mean the primary? That's what he wants it to know. Secondary. You would add it to the secondary, but it should not be under yeast as a mistype. Well, it sounds like one was under the secondary and one was under yeast. At least one. It's secondary, isn't it? Where's the other one? There's three. Uh, you three said there's one ounce I think it's probably was it, two know. ounces in the primary. Three. Yeah, it does say that, but he doesn't say where the other one went. I'll but he cl- wants to know about the one under the yeast line. I'll Jason? Cl- I'll clarify because John just kind of leaves it hanging there. Um <laughs> It's not really a mistype. The software that we have was made 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and um, there's not really like a shift in far as, as home brewing and, and, and commercial brewing and how home brewing and commercial brewing blend together. But people try different stuff, and, and at the time that we did this 10 years ago, we didn't really think that anyone's going to be adding oak chips twice into, mm-hmm. a, you know, or into, a, into a ferment or – you know, there'll be more than three hop additions. Right. You know, we didn't really think that. So so we have to put it in as best we can. So we put it under the yeast because there's no other place to put it in for it. It should be going in when you pitch your yeast, so at primary fermentation. Okay. That's what it's for. So it is kind of misleading. It should say in the notes if you got two pages. Yeah. Uh, it should say in the notes 
exactly that or just you know give us a call or whatever but but that's what it's for it, it's we're working we're going to be uh designing some some software so we can put in if you want 1800 hop additions you can you know we can put that in for you rather than yeah because we only have three places to put hops one place to put anything in the secondary so it, it's very limiting so we do what we can okay well, you're doing good work with what you can, Jason. Thanks, well, th- thanks. Whew, yeah. Thanks. All right. I mean, I, you know, you work with what you got. That's right. Which is John, and that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, brothers. Okay. Hey, my microphone smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, I had tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, what else you got over there, John? You had a bunch of questions, and now you're all thrown off because it's, it's not, not the anti. anti- I mean, but we got it's into the anti-John show. We got yeah. into an anti-style discussion. <laughs> the anti-dog show coming here soon. Want <laughs> 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 a tango? Asshole. I was actually asking a question earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, just learning because you're a dick. <laughs> You want? <laughs> I'm getting that beer in me. Come on, yeah, a little emotional. I talked to my mom on the phone John before here, and a little twisting in the head. You know, I'm trying to settle <laughs> down a, here. It's you guys a Sonoma ale. I'll get frisky. Let's do this. Let's wrestle, John. <laughs> yeah, let's wrestle. Arm wrestle. All right, boys. All right. What's your question, John? I got all kinds of questions. Right. Well, my my comment earlier was that Brian brews to region. I think that's a good point. Um, and I'm just kind of curious. I mean, you mean so in English ale he'll brew like. Well, he's brewing to food styles. I mean, mm-hmm. I talked to him on a couple of times on the phone. He's talking about tacos, and mm-hmm. you don't do tacos with, I don't know, English pale ales or something. I don't know what your analogy was, but... Um, that wasn't you want to elaborate on yeah. that, Brian? Because yeah, no this thing was, was now, now you're American, you're uh, not not British anymore. Okay, that was his point, yeah. Adams. Uh, okay, I'll elaborate that. Yeah. English pale ales. Yeah. You know, English pale ales are outstanding. They're an incredible category. They're wonderful, and they really belong in England. <laughs> really? But, uh, as far That's as I know, point. we're not go. in England. Yes, uh, when not. was the last time you had a Cornish pasty? Uh, uh, oh my God! Six months. And ago. you call yourself someone who would drink an English pale ale? I mean, you're just not doing it justice. I would probably try to brew style, well, Brian, but not Brian, actually. If I see a Cornish pasty on the menu, yeah, I order it. Yeah, order. Okay, it's very probably good. Six months, probably. And what do you drink with that? Um, usually it's a, like a lunch thing, so I'm, I'm <laughs> not usually drinking beer. Me. But uh, yeah, it's usually something malty. Okay. Uh, now, are you it, saying that we shouldn't export beer from from other countries, for example? Ooh, no, we need to no. import their food so we can have their beer too. Is that more to the um, point? Well, are we interested in freshness? Are we talking about that? Or are we talking about what flavors are appropriate? We're talking all of it. Oh no, yeah, what do you got? That's going to be a whole other couple hours. Um. Well, no, first of all, okay, okay, English pale ale or Irish pale ale or Irish stout or all those things, uh, th- these are styles that have developed over, let's say, 8,000 years from when beer was first developed, yeah. and people migrated, and they end up in different places and found different ingredients and waters and stuff. And so these have developed. So what are we trying to do copying a beer style from some different part of the world? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. We have those of us here in California, especially the Bay Area. Do you think any chef here in this country go, well, I think I'm only going to make British-style beers, or, mm. oh, yes, we're going to make the German beers because, I mean, excuse me, I said this wrong, mm. uh, the English beers, or is it, uh, no, we're going to make German food because we like the German food here yeah. in the Bay Area. How many German food restaurants are there in the Pacheco, Concord? Uh? None. None. Oh, Daniela my God, why knows. not? I don't know. I want to open one really bad. Okay. Well, then I bet it would be delicious. But um, <laughs> but you should have a, a beer that's appropriate to that. And I think the answer is uh, German food's tasty, but German food goes with German beers, and German food doesn't go as well. Excuse me. German beers don't go as well with 
tacos because I'm not German. Okay. So, I mean, these things developed over, like I said, 8,000 years. I'm still drinking with a taco. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, why in the heck do we find our chefs in the California, Bay Area, pretty much all of the country, mm-hmm. don't follow rules from somewhere else in the world? Why do you think breweries should follow rules the chefs don't? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have uh, fashion statements made from uh, here in you know L.A. is a big fashion area, or San Francisco, whatever. Uh, it's not just Milan fashions or somewhere else. Right. Why in the heck can't we have our own identity? Do people just have no sense they can be their own self, that they can make our own beer to something that tastes good? Why right. do we have to copy something from somewhere else in the world? It's just it's just really sad. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I think it it. It's it's a nice challenge as a home brewer to to try to copy you know your favorite beer just oh, in, yeah. in the process. But I think you make an excellent point that in in making an identity for ourselves, we don't need to it, take that identity from somebody else because then it, it, that's oxymoron. And it's it'd be different if if we were in the same climate, the same food, the same everything as let's say we're in living in London mm-hmm. and you're a home brewer. My God, you should make some of the beers that are famous that London's for, mm-hmm. that the, the London's famous for. You should do that. But here in this country, what you're, most people that read English books, English language books are reading old British books and now there's some better ones, but mm. we're, we're copying things from another continent. It's just wrong. Okay. Come on. Come on. Make something that's uh, more unique. Okay. Okay. I got a question. What, what do you feel that we are here as far as beer? Uh, in, in the Northern California, San Francisco Bay area, <laughs> what, what part? <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. San Francisco Bay Area. Um, what do you think is us here as uh, far as our, our sphere of influence? So you're asking me to say what part uh, elsewhere in the world are we like? No, no, no. What may, what, if we're beer here, mm-hmm. yeah. London's London, German's German, uh, what's here? Oh boy, that's impossible to answer, I think. You know, Anchor, well, you, you can, Anchor is a great an- uh, example yeah, mm-hmm. of something that's very unique. To the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Anchor Steam. Uh, and of course they came up with Liberty. I was delighted when I saw a reference about a Montreal brewery that said they make Northwest style IPAs. Now someone actually claimed that hereby the Northwest U.S. has an IPA style. Now mm. here they, they in- They dominate it. I mean- well, yeah, but it's actually, come on, is there any place else in the country they can say, is there a New York style beer? Is there a Florida style beer? A Texas style beer? Colorado style beer? Mm-hmm. Someone actually acknowledged that there is a Northwest style beer. And there's kind of West Coast style beers too. And the answer is we're much hoppier here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For exactly which Definitely. reasons I don't know. I mean, we live basically in a desert, Mediterranean style desert. It's, unless you're in San Francisco and then it's just like you've been in London all the time. Mm. So, you know, you would think, for example, like, um, if you're living in San Francisco, the style is more like London. Like people would want beer engines and ales. Oh, wait a minute. Been to Magnolia? Um, there's a lot of beer engines in San Francisco and yeah. ales. Yeah, prohibition ale. Some of those, some of those ales are real tasty in San Francisco because it fits. Yeah. Okay. Now you hear out in Concord, Pacheco area, it's a little warmer out here. Uh, it's not quite so rainy all the dang time, especially in summer, like mm-hmm. it is in San Francisco, cold, it's hot, it's cold and stuff. Yeah, it's hot. Okay, yeah. so you want something different. You want some more thirst quenching. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bud Coors, all those places, all those breweries make some incredible beers for a 12-pack at a time. Yeah. It's really hot. You're mowing the lawn. You're doing whatever. Um, there is a style that fits everything you're doing, everything you're eating, everything you're experiencing, basically. Yeah. And if you're mowing the lawn... 
I'm guessing uh, this triple that here, uh, that probably is not an appropriate. That's not appropriate. <laughs> I believe on the bottle it says do not operate uh, machinery <laughs> Pretty that, much, that yeah. may in, uh, include well, lawnmowers. Yeah. Unless it's a push mower, then it's okay. Um, <laughs> not, probably not even that. I'm guessing having used triple, uh, drink triples before and tried to use a push mower, it's really just well, a bad example. Well, Brian, so, I can't even so ride BART on, on a triple. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we here in the Bay Area or California? Well, that's impossible because we're nothing compared to anything else. We're like this twist of fate. Does it taste good? Well, then it's good. Well, well, but if we're trying to like, you know, carve out our own niche. What are we? Obviously, the West Coast is more hoppy. Oh yes, we're definitely more hoppy. Definitely more hoppy. Uh, balanced with malt, it's it's a nice nice balance. And a beer with more residual gravity, um, more hearty beer, mm-hmm. it's better for colder weather. I mean, everybody knows it's colder weather. You tend to easier towards dark beers or stronger beers or more ales. As it's warmer weather, you tend to go towards lawnmower beers or lagers or something like that. And so you match the climate, what it is right now, what it is you know, in summer and winter and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is all of it. It's not any one given thing at any given moment either. Okay. Well, I got a couple comments from the chat room. I think we should get in here. Okay. Uh, just as a war- and as a heads up, not everyone agrees with your with your theory, Brian. So God, I, I, hope I, I hope you're all right with that. <laughs> uh, one comment is that Brian is being ridiculous. Uh, where did homebrewing come from? From people wanting to get styles that they cannot get here. So, for yeah. example, you know, not being able to buy something, you you brew it yourself. So, I, oh, I think absolutely. You may be saying that you don't you don't agree with that. No, I, I do agree with that. It's obviously, if you can't get it or you get it here and it's stale, uh, how else do you get something you want to drink? And so if you find a style that you love from somewhere else in the world, well, of course make it. Okay. Uh, but with the caveat that you may find you tweak a little bit here and there, and you might find it's even better than what you could have been reproducing from somewhere else. Okay. So, yes, I agree with that person. Okay. Uh, another comment was that style guidelines such as the BJCP... Uh, this isn't directly related to any comments of yours, uh, such as the BJCP. Change them to meet uh, to meet the styles that people people are brewing instead of keeping them firm. So even the style guidelines are are molding to what people are brewing in competitions. Yeah, the brewers define them. Yeah. You know, the well, that, that has to do a lot the, with the, with the judging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Jamil quite a bit about that, and it used to be very regional. Uh, you get uh, German beers, uh, an Alt, a Kolsch. And they would all be in the same kind of category. And the judges are just all over the place with that. So they changed them so you could have all amber beers, all amber lagers, all blonde lagers. So it was much easier for the judges to kind of compete with that yeah. a little bit better. Well, it's pandemonium if you throw all the all the styles out. Right. Sure. Yeah. And granted, you, pandemonium is not very useful if you're trying to judge beers. Right. But I guess my angle is don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. To the pre-existing styles, uh, I made a beer one time in the old combine. It's a four-grain uh, lager. I mean, someone who, who believes in styles answer me this: What is this beer? It's got oats, rye, wheat, and barley in a lager base, uh, and I described I described it as a French-style uh, ale. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the person that I was talking to was a restaurant owner in San Francisco, and, the, and I said, you know, I was hoping someone would try to find it in Michael Jackson's World Book of Beer. He said, you know, I did. I looked it up, and it wasn't there. <laughs> wow. It must and not said, be a beer then. I said, exactly. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. If it's not a beer, then how could I have made it? Yeah. Okay. No. So think of all the things. Think of all, like this twist of fate. Mm-hmm. Think of all the beers in existence today that, especially that I make, um, there really shouldn't be in existence if we only followed beer styles. You couldn't drink this 
if we all follow Bear Styles. There's more to life than just this rigid framework of things that Michael Jackson, uh, not the entertainer, the other one, uh, that Michael Jackson has shown us. There's right. more to life than that. And if you limit yourself to that, you've just so limited yourself. How does that pay off for your brewery? Uh, people don't know what the heck I make. <laughs> <laughs> they come on in and you know, say, give me something. They go to a bar and they can I have a pale ale? Well, they don't order mine. Can I have a something or other? They, they're looking for a beer style. They don't order my beer because they don't know what it is. Well, what do you get out of that? Um, I get to make what I want and drink what I want. Just like the person said, I want to yeah. be able to make a style that from somewhere else that I can't get. Well, then make that style. Now, is this I beer? make, this is just really sad for me. Sorry. I only make something to provide myself with what I want to drink. That's and true. luckily, a few other people like it too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. so... Um, and you make a living brewing this beer. If you want to call it that, yeah. Well, you survive and you have beer on your table and food and stuff. The, You're a monk. The beer, I don't, I don't eat much beer, okay. uh, much food, but yes, the yeah. beer is on my table, okay. yes. All right, well, I hate to do this. Uh, we got to take a break because damn. it's getting to be the 6 o'clock hour, and I promise tastings at the 6 o'clock hour. So we're going to have to do our our official Guinness tasting, uh, speaking of uh, 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 beers not from our region. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we started doing this every week now where we're going to get a beer in here and taste it and try to help out people's palates to uh, decipher uh, one ingredient from another and different flavors in a beer. And this week it's Guinness. So i got to take a short break. We'll do the Guinness tasting, and then we'll get right back to this discussion because so i got a lot of questions coming from the Everybody pop a top on your Guinness, put it in yeah. your glass. Now remember what I said. It's got to be Guinness in a can if you could have found it. Not, not not the Guinness Extra Stout. Nope, not the extra, not the bottle. It has to be Guinness in the can with a widget. Usually four pack. Well, actually, um, the bottle comes with a widget. One of the bottles comes with a widget now. So you can wait for us to come back to pour it in your glass if you want, or you can you can pour it ahead of time. I hope you guys maybe tasted it earlier and have some questions for us about uh, some of its flavor profile, and uh, that's how we're going to run it. So. And perhaps it should be in a glass. It's uh, most like a Guinness glass. Yes. yes, absolutely. If you got one of those, that would be best. Uh, so it's the Brewing Network. We're going to do the Guinness tasting right when we come back. We're with Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing. He's got a lot of good stuff to say today. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying myself. We'll be right back in uh, 2 minutes and 39 seconds. And now, back to three guys with absolutely nothing better to do. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, we're back with Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing Company. And we're about to do our Guinness tasting, which I promised you guys we're going to be doing the tasting each week, so... Everyone was pretty excited about it last week. Last week we did uh, Samuel Adams, and uh, this week we decided on Guinness. Definitely a beer that everybody can pick up, um, and 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 one that most people like. As far it's it's your staple stout. Uh, although John uh, disagrees about liking it. Actually, after <laughs> tasting it today, uh, yeah. the B3 extract kit is very close to this. Is that right? Yeah, I always used to think that the extract brewers and they brought it in it was kind of you know light on body and stuff, but it's. Pretty close to the side. Well, there's differences in it. This is not the Guinness Extra Stout you can buy in the bottle. Yeah. It's different on draft, too. But it's different on draft. Uh, then they came out with the cam with the widget in it. Yeah. Then they came out with the widget in the bottle, so you can actually drink it out of the bottle. Right, right. Because, you know, I don't like it out of the gla- bottle. Well, I only like it out of the can. With, or- the, with the widget bottle. 
Even the widget bottle. Yeah, I've had well. the widget bottle, and I only I think that it only the, the closest it comes to coming out of the tap is in the can still. Well, because it comes in, it put it into the glass. Yeah, which is which is the way you're supposed to do it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. If you did wait to uh, pour your Guinness for us, uh, I'll give you uh, you know simple guidelines. Although you, you should know already, I just went to the site, was looking around, and happened to read it, so I figured I'd tell you. I used to actually just dump the Guinness straight, like tip the can over, uh, over and dump it, not do the tilted glass like you do a lot of other ales because of the nitro. Guinness recommends that you tilt the glass. So if you want to do it that way, as as they recommend, then then go ahead. It's it's their beer, so what the heck? Uh, you're going to tilt the glass and uh, pour that sucker in. Uh, probably want to wait for the cascading to stop before you have a drink. Uh, you know your basic Guinness out. drinking 101. Um, and then, like we're doing in the studio now, uh, you want to start with a nice swirl. You know, get it swirling around in your glass so that you can get some of the aromas and take a take a smell before you before you have a taste. Hmm, smells like good. <laughs> smells like good. <laughs> <laughs> smells like good. Is that molasses? Like a, I don't know. It's yeah, that's definitely a smell that I pick up. I, I pick up a, a molasses and charcoal smell from Guinness usually. It's kind of what I what I always get out of it. And 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 while that sounds terrible, it's a nice smell. Yeah, <laughs> I like molasses good. and charcoal. I don't know why. Kind of like when you start the barbecue. That's a good smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all that old burned up barbecue sauce yeah. that we used to be on there. Well, what do you get? Is, is am I am I close? What do you smell in there, Doc? I smell the. Uh, someone, do you think they use roasted barley in this? They do. Yeah. Oh yeah, black or, barley. Or, yeah, roasted barley and uh, unmalted flaked barley. Black barley. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And black flaked. Beer. Yeah. Doc, is that what you're smelling? Just roasted barley? You just get yeah, the roasty smell. Yeah, roasted barley. I smell kind of a catty, goaty kind of smell to it, too. Um, really? I've been informed by a chef that serves some of my beers, and I was asking him about some of the Cascade flavors, and he said gamey is more appropriate <laughs> to some of those things. Gamey's game, game good. Gamey? All right. It sounds more positive than, you know. Catty, yeah. goaty. Yeah. Yeah. Although gamey's not too positive either. But I guess it's I, more I po- that, positive than goaty. Yeah. All right, let me take a drink here. Mm. No, don't. Well, it's flat. I'll tell you that. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's definitely ours is flat. I don't know if yours it's, it's is. Flat. It's way flat. Play flatter than I like. It doesn't even like dance on your tongue at all. Yeah, this one is real flat. All right. Well, beyond the flatness, which I think uh, definitely affects the flavor, maybe our widget didn't work. Did the widget? Maybe not? we should have opened it and let the widget do its thing before we pour it in the glass. I thought you're supposed to open it, pour it, and let it do its thing in the glass. Yeah, or did we open? Pour it right away, right? Yeah. Did you pour it right away? But you might be right because when when the widget pops, it it like continuously sort of emits its nitro. I don't know. Open it and immediately pour the beer gently into a glass. Wait for a few moments for your uh, pint to settle, Mm, forming the really quick on this. Now maybe because we all have what two inches in a glass. Yeah, we didn't get a whole one. I could open another one. Two inches. That looks like six inches. Open another one, John. I drink open and pour a full one just just to look at it and see if I'll it's... I'll pour it in my glass. Let's pour another. <laughs> Let's pour one, one more. All right. Flavor-wise, I don't get all the... It's not it's, as it's sharp just, as I'd like to have it. Yeah. It's got a bitter aftertaste like a... I don't, I don't uh, even get that. It's just... An astringency going on. I actually think it has a chalky... Mm-hmm. Aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, hell yeah! It's definitely carbonate. A, it's a yeah. chalky that that chalky carbonate uh, kind it's of barbecue. Way bicarbonates in this water. 
And is that what it's from? It's from the water. So that chalky flavor you get out of it is it's just their bicarbonate water. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that matches perfectly with that burned malt character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a perfect blend of flavors. They've just pegged this. Right. And that's why I guess that's why it's famous or something. Well, and that's why brewing it <laughs> elsewhere doesn't uh doesn't match up. You know, people they do brew it in other in other parts of the world. And and people say, oh, I can always taste the difference, and that makes sense because it's it's a different water. Yep. So, uh, I definitely do get those roasty flavors out of it too, not just the chalky uh, bark bicarbonate, but you're getting the roast out of out of the malt, which is the, the you're saying that it's burnt malt. Is that what you said? No, well, let's it's say blackened black malt. malt. Yeah, blackened malt. It's, it's very dark low bond, five hundred fifty. Yeah, something like that. Sure. Yeah, it's a really the dark is dark, dark, really dark. What's black. your uh, what's your extract kit? Um, got for greens and uh, well, aside from extract, you got what's your steeping? It's, uh, it's got roasted barley, a little bit of Munich, I think, and some crystal in it, okay. and then just base malt. No flaked, and lo- flaked, flaked barley, flake barley, not an extract. Yeah. You get the mini mash. Do you guys have a you guys no, have a mini mash? barley, you got to be able to put it in there though. You do maybe a small percentage, but flaked barley and extract. You don't want much flaked barley in that. No, just enough. it's a little watery. It's and it's just watery. A tip from uh, the chat room says it's best to open it. Leave it for one minute and then pour. We got another one. Let's try that one. <laughs> yeah, we just pop. It. What are we gonna do with that one? Leave it or dump it? We're gonna pop it. I'm gonna pop it. Let's leave it for a minute. Pop, pop it, it and then leave it for, for a, minute. a minute. All right. So we just okay. popped a new can and now we're gonna leave it's it for a minute. Because the way we did it sucked. Give that a taste. That's your fault, Doc. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I, I was like ten feet away and then you know I should have been right on that. Right. Should have been. Now, did you said you had taken some notes about uh, tasting this earlier, yeah. John? What do you got? Well, I get it's a little watery. It's light on body. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm picking up a, some type of crystal. It's sweet in the front with the malt. You know, it has like a, like a honey sweetness going on. I think, okay. I think and then the bitterness, the aftertaste. I don't think it's actually hop. I think it's a, an astringency from the roasted barley that adds kind yeah. of a bitterness going on. Okay, Ooh. so that's that back of the mouth chalky bitterness <laughs> too. Is the astringency? Yeah, yeah. I think there's. Hmm. It's a very quaffable beer. You could drink a lot of this. Yeah, you know, because that's no, so low alcohol. Well, too, th- yeah, this one's low alcohol. Yeah. Where the other one, the other the Guinness Extra Stout isn't. That's like six percent. Oh, okay, five and a half, six percent. Does anybody think it tastes dead? Yes, it does. It's yes, very flat. dead. Yeah, very like. Yeah, it's like like black it's, water. It's a yeah. bit of a it's a bit uh, of a blank palate kind of uh, a, kind of a uh, yeah. It's like a, it's a Dead Sea beer. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dead beer. Yeah. Yes. Although I, I mean, t- I, generally, I, I really like Guinness. I'll have Guinness in a well, pub any time off the tap. That's what they say off the tap. Yeah. Is, is the key here. Different in a can. Okay, but our goal here really is to uh, be able to describe flavors and and where they're coming from. So that's kind of, you know whether I, it's I didn't a, a get a lot beer. of flavors off of this. Just, one. But yeah, the blank palate doesn't help with yes. that process. Uh, I'll tell you that. I wish it had more malt, more depth of malt. In it, yeah. More body. So can I pour this? It's sure. been a minute. Yeah, it's been about a minute. Go ahead and pour it out. We'll you know, if Guinness, if Guinness had more body to it, yeah. you wouldn't be able to enjoy it as uh, frequently, let's say, as you can. Right. Uh, you mean in, in quantity. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and that's how you make money is people not saying, oh, that was nice. I'm going home. Yeah. Does I skipped work? over a, a news story last week about uh, <laughs> about how ales first were coming about uh, as being a popular working man's drink in, in England and how they... You know, we're quite weak, so that basically you get out of work and you go and you drink ten pints, and you can still walk home. And it wasn't until lagers were became introduced, uh, you know, from Germany into England that were a much stronger beer, and those became popular. And those ale companies didn't know what the heck to do to compete, you know, because now they weren't selling. You could drink five beers, 
and get a lot more drunk than drinking the ten light ales that you. And were the drinking. girls with the nasty teeth look a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: what are you trying to do? You're trying to have something to keep you company, basically, some in your glass that is, all night long in the pub. Yeah. And in that case, you want something light. And if you want to get there faster, shall we say, uh, tree frog beer, um, <laughs> then you know you drink something that's more alcoholic. Yeah. And then you you're done, and you're you know passed out in the room spinning. Right. I'd rather enjoy something for much longer. Yeah, I don't know. I I vary. Sometimes I want to I want to drink too and feel real nice. That room spinning is just such a you know, <laughs> calls your name. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't know why. Is that how you came up with your name for the brewery? Uh, Moonlight. The- yeah. Is how did you come up with that? Moonlight Midnight. Uh, it my moonlight Passed job at the time, it. and it just seemed appropriate. Hmm. It was going to be the new moon for a while, and that, that didn't work. A few other ones didn't work. Anyone else get uh, butter? Grab a microphone, butter. Jason, if you would. Yeah. He mentioned, we'll share one. he mentioned butter out of it. Hey, butters. I don't get butter. Butters. You get, you're getting a... Just in the nose. You guys don't... No one gets butter. I don't get the butter. You talking like a diacetyl There's, butter? Yeah. Yeah. There's a creaminess in the head. Actually, this is the one that has been poured and, and sat for a minute. That, uh-huh. that, uh, that person tip. that emailed in to recommend that. Is that better? Uh, well, you try it. I will. I think it's a little bit better. And then on the end, it's uh, um, like a ash almost. Yeah. Like, a, like, like Burnt. A, you know, you smell an old ashtray. Yeah. Not like to be confused with that. It, like. it smells like it's, Krogan's. It's like your it apartment like the next day. In downtown Walnut <laughs> Creek, it smells like old Guinness and ash. I think this one is better. And it has to do with the carbonation level, I think, yeah, only. Definitely. I think that's all it is. Uh, Guinness, definitely. It adds a little bit of that body mm-hmm. that, that you're missing, John. Mm-hmm. So carbonation It also adds that ash flavor in the back with the carbonation, too. You're right. It is a different... I like the, like the, I like the let it sit one minute and then pour it tip, because it mm-hmm. is better. More better. If More I can like mention a, for a minute the whole purpose of what, like, uh, using nitrogen beers and widgets and all that sort of stuff... Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. We kind of take that for granted today as we're trying to copy the nitrogen styles, but the nitrogen style is all about copying a beer engine. Yeah. Back when there was casks, basically gravity that you sucked out of the cellar with a physical pump, a piston pump. Yeah. And, and you bet that had a beautiful head on it because you're just making that beer so turbulent. And so the whole nitrogen thing is just to copy that. And right. the widgets are to copy the nitrogen thing. It's, it's in a way pathetic. But uh, <laughs> all the copying going on? Yeah, well, I mean, if we had this uh, out of a cast from the cellar, and there's no downstairs here, I don't think, but no. uh, with a beer engine, oh, God, I think we'd just be dying for delight. Yeah. I like that. Those are hard to find. Yeah, that's true. You need to uh, sell those, Jan. <laughs> need to go to Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. It's the, it's the place to Company drink your trip, Guinness. Huh? Yeah. All right, uh, did I get any... Uh, okay. Yeah, a couple questions from the chat room. I think we might have um, answered him. How does it? How does Guinness compare with the BJCP guidelines uh, as a stout? You guys know anything about that? You're killing Brian over here. You know? No, no. I, this is this is perfect. This should exactly peg an Irish style stout, mm-hmm. Irish dry stout, because this is. is what an Irish dry stout is. Yeah, that's it. And that's so, the guideline. Yes, Guinness yeah. is the guideline. And if you're trying to make that, by God, it better taste exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been around so long. You know, it, Guinness has been around so long for what three hundred years or something like that, two and a half, That's all? something like that. It's, well, it's you know, it's recorded. It, it, it anyway. should be, you know, it. Yeah, it's it's definitely right. I think all those old beers have been around for years. Yeah, of course. I mean, what else are they going to have the uh, 
I can't do math. I don't 1759, know. 1759. Just to say that number doesn't Seven, matter. Since 1759. That's when they've been brewing it. And, uh, 345. You know, all, all the old beers, like, way 46 bef- years. Way before. Thanks, math. And then, uh, before all the styles, <laughs> it's actually what else are the BJCP gonna, gonna base their, their guidelines on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, w- someone wants to know, does the can say serve extra cold? <laughs> That's that. it, it's cold. I just is, pulled uh, out of the fridge. Like yeah. Is that Arizona But it standards? might not say serve extra cold. Well, yeah. what defines extra cold? I mean, a 35, 40 degree temperature, or you take it out and let it sit for a second? I don't know. Well, I think you just taste it with your palate. So it says warmer or cold. It says chill the can for at least three hours. Now, how cold that is with chilling, I don't know. Just Hopefully start. not in ice. Open it and immediately pour. Yeah. So basically, if you got it back of the refrigerator where it's pretty cold, don't let it warm up at all. Yeah, they want it cold. See, I like all my beer cold. I don't care what it is. I like it icy cold. doesn't matter. It does also specifically, again, say there's a little uh, square with an, uh, I assume that's a snowflake, chill for at least three hours. Yeah. This yeah. is for the American market. The thing about oh, yeah. drinking beer cold, though, the malt is subdued. It's not as, it's subdued and like... An hour later, let it warm up. It just more flavors. You can actually pick out any you flaws just, in your own home brew. Yeah, if you let it warm up. You just you know. Yeah, it just tastes nasty then, though. But warm. Y- it's well, a good way to taste. It. I mean, it's just way. like tasting it raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine's nasty even when it's cold. That doesn't make a difference. No, a good beer should taste good at all temperatures. Exactly. It but have but different at different temperatures. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. different. I I disagree. There's a lot of beers that I love that I think are great beers that don't taste good when they're not ice cold. You know, they they just get warm, and they're not, and I think they're great beers. So I, I disagree. I, I think that's a lot to do with it, with a palate, and mine mm-hmm. is definitely a hardcore American palate in the sense of ice cold beer is the way to go. You know, it's not developed into a give me something warm. I mean, even my my Belgians, whatever. I want them icy. Slack them over the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, all right. We can wrap that up. Uh, another another fine tasting. John's got tastings planned uh, all the way through the end of the year. So yeah, he's, he's got us planned out well into 2006. Very I gotta, nice. I gotta admit that one. He's, so we will be hey, posting thanks for the positive reinforcement, guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we will be look, posting I, soon. I was looking at the schedule. It's looking sweet. Yeah. Okay, back to this discussion uh, because people were uh, were pretty excited about it. a lot of good things to say about not brewing to style and brewing in different Pissed regions. Pissed off or excited? I didn't uh, hear. A little bit of both. Uh, All the same. <laughs> uh, one of our listeners, Jamil, uh, actually uh, a good friend of the show and and helps us out on He's here out quite there? a bit. He's out there. Um, he says so. We need to drink a different beer in San Francisco than in Concord because of the distance. Uh, you may prefer a different beer. I'm not saying you should. And you were saying more because of the climate than the dif- uh, yeah. than the distance. Climate makes a right? huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me well, if if you're outside in a hot day, you're outside in a cool day. Uh, doesn't your body chemistry uh, respond somewhat differently? That's true. Do you sure. want something different to eat? Do you want yeah. something different to drink? I'll drink an IPA either way. Well, yeah. but I see your point. You, you definitely you do crave different things. For example, if if I, if if it's going non-alcoholic, my body does crave different things. I'll drink an ice-cold glass of water when I'm mowing the lawn in the heat mm-hmm. before I'll throw down a, a, a thick soda that's going to you know, make me kind of cock well, out. I've, I've had know. planned for people coming over. Yeah. It's been hot all week. I've got a nice Kolsch going. Man, they're going to love this Kolsch. Yeah. Saturday hits. We get hit with overcast. It's cold. It's like 56 outside. Yeah. They're not going to like my Kolsch so much anymore. Yeah. yeah. So you switch over. So to, we'll switch over. Yeah. Lentil soup and Kolsch. Yeah, works yeah. real well. <laughs> <laughs> Warm them up. Well, if you are if you were to buy a Guinness from Concord and a Guinness from San Francisco, I'm sure it would be a different tasting, too. 
just you know, just based on how old it is, how long it's been, how cold it's been kept, and your. I don't know store. about that. Well, That's one good, good thing is it's, it's in a can. Now. It's in a can. It doesn't get light struck. Yeah, we should try that next time. Buy just, one. Buy just from do different two places. regions, two different stores. I think that'd be. I think you could buy two exact one side by side. Leave one outside where it's warm. Leave one in your back of your fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And then you taste the difference and you know what old tastes like. Yeah. I think they're all coming from the same distributor, whether right. it's San you know, when you, once you get it to your area. Same container load same coming container. in the port of Oakland yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. A lot of it has to depend on, uh, temperature and, uh, just mechanical things you give to them. You know, you beat them up. They're not going to taste as good. Right. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, defined styles by region, uh, just a comment from a listener uh, that says that there's a Florida style beer. That that Dunedin Brewery has pioneered, and I think kind of going with what you're saying that that a, that a, a brewery should maybe not you know copy somebody else. They should do their own thing. And it, it sounds like he's saying that this Florida brewery did that. They made their own. They called it a Florida style beer, and they pioneered it. Well, if all my Floridans, uh, Florida listeners, would uh, accept my apologies, then when I said there was no Florida style beer, obviously I was wrong. Okay, there you go. And thank um, God there is a Florida style beer. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Why shouldn't there be? What is the Florida style beer? Does he give any details? He didn't say. He just said that it's uh, by Dunedin Brewery. It's probably crotch right. I'll look it up tell in, us, uh, uh, what it is. in the guidelines. We can look it up. Uh, <laughs> it ain't in the guidelines. I'll tell you that. I appreciate well, your honesty, it? Brian. I really do. I mean, that's awesome. Okay, uh, if anti-style is the word, which you've not necessarily said it's the word. That, that no. was my coin. He heard the, phrase, the word. So, so it's definitely not his uh, his phrase. Anti-style. That was me. Um, but it, we'll, we'll get the gist of the question anyway. What are the basics for your beer knowledge if you're not uh, starting out with a style? Oh God! The, what I like to basis. drink is Just that pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what do you like to drink? And if if you're only going what you like to drink based on what you've had, and it's a yes or no thing, mm-hmm. then you're only going to be aware of the styles. If you go, boy, I like this Guinness, but you know, I wish it had a little more mm, body. Okay. I wish it had a little more bite. I wish this Guinness had a little more of something else or a little less of something else. Yeah. That's where you start with. You start with something that you can taste, and then you say from there. I would like this other thing. Okay. That's a very good point. So there's nothing wrong with starting from styles and beers from other regions. You you start with what you like, and then you make it better. Well, if you want to to learn from diversity, you need to taste things from other regions. Right. And that's uh, I know uh, one brewer brewer in particular who I felt was kind of locked in his own region. He didn't know what else was out there, and I tried to get him to try beers from uh, so many other microbreweries to get a sense of what else in the world is out there. Yeah. Once you get locked in your own little world, you don't know what else is out there. There's incredible things out there. Yeah. So you try some things that you don't know, and it opens your mind up, hoping you go, wow, I never knew it could do that. Okay. I went to Pilsen in Prague, and I... I thought Pilsners were just a lame-ass light beer. I mean, <laughs> even Miller, yeah. I believe it's a Miller Lights, has a fine Pilsner-style beer yeah. on the label. Could be wrong about that. It's one of the Miller products, I believe. And so when I went over there, I thought, yeah, it's just a lame, damn lame light beer. Yeah. And then I went, oh, my God, Pilsners can taste like this? Yeah. And no one knows what a Pilsner tastes like yeah. unless you've been in the Czech Republic. Yeah. And the stuff that's imported over here, let's say, can we say old? Six six months Absolutely. later, we eight we've had later. that we've had yeah. that discussion in here. I've tried uh, check pills in here, and it's just it's not good because it's old and it's oxidized and it's who knows where it's been. Yeah, uh, so we know okay. where it's been. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you this: a quick plug. Uh, not that they did anything for me, but I had a Trumer pills uh, last night, and I've had it before. But I had it out of the tap last night. 
I really like that pills. True pills out of the tap. It was him, out of a can. Get him get off those green bottles. Got to get out of the green bottle, but out of the tap, uh, I really, really enjoyed that beer. Good, they they good won't pills. probably get away from the green bottles. Good it's pills. just her look. Yeah, and it's a, it's kind of the it, as a as a pills, it, it, you know, being imported mm-hmm. from from Europe. Uh, I think they're kind of playing off of the Czech. Um, no, style no, no, it's an Austrian with, with style. Green bottle. It's, all, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but, not. It's not. They're not, not trying to reproduce a Czech style. No, but but they'll sell more pills by putting it in a green bottle because no, they think that the people who like that style that, will associate Heineken and Bex. The, they're, they're, they're all associate. European style. So yeah. that's what I mean. Is that I, I think they won't go from the green bottle because it's a marketing tool. In that if event. you can't make it from Berkeley to Conquer without tasting skunky, yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, no, yeah. I think they've done an incredible job, and I I just think it's wonderful that there's actually a small brewery. Well, they're not so small, but yeah. starting making lagers and trying to do a really good job of it. Yeah, yeah. And there's some places, I think uh, North Carolina and some other places back east where they have that beer, and if you were out there, by God, pick it up and drink it. It's yeah. amazingly good. Yeah. If you can get it on tap. It's good, man. It's really, it really good. good. And you can taste that it should be good if you get a good bottle of it, too. Yeah. It, it's but a well-made know. beer. You, you never, never know. It's a good bottle. But, yeah, Trimmer Pills. And contrary to some of the uh, advertisements, Lars Larson is a good conversationalist. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Disregard that. That's just marketing crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, just a follow-up. The Florida beer is based on a Belgian-style beer, a triple. That's what that's what they based it on, and, and then made it their own. Oh, I think the climates are very similar, if I remember. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe <laughs> nice. uh, my jogger. You're full of sorry. gems, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. A gem. what, what was that hurricane that hit Belgium last month? The triple. Oh, the triple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about this? Now, uh, uh, start talking about your beer specifically, uh, because you you. How many style of beers do you brew right now? How many different beers? Oh God! Do all the time, at least six or seven, six and or then seven. you know, throughout the year, I make another half dozen or more. Okay, I've we got, need to switch I, from this one. We get another, you get a taste yeah, of a different one as we as we carry we go on some this discussion. Online, Let's do that. You check out his website. Yeah. What's your website, Brian? Uh, Moonlightbrewing.com. Yeah, it, he's Hard got four loggers, three ales, two three seasonals, and two previous brews. And two previous, or whatever that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. So quite a few. This particular question from the chat room is about your green bud ale, which uh, <laughs> now now we should be a little succinct about this. Green bud is only on tap of the Toronto in San Francisco. Everywhere else is called homegrown. Oh, of, is that right? There, uh, there is a large brewing company in this country, and they have this huge uh, task force of attorneys, and they don't <laughs> like the word bud used on anything but their products. So um, I don't want to give them uh, extra things to do. So, no, the beer is yeah. actually called homegrown in, in most places. Interesting. Interesting point. We had another uh, brewer in here kind of say the same thing. Uh, one of Lagunitas' beers used to be called something else. And yeah, it was called... Uh, uh, you don't mean the Chronic, which was... Chronic. Chronic. Yeah, chronic. yeah, no, see, that's... That, that's not the Bud That's deal, a BATF. No, yeah, they have other BATF. things. But yeah, you're talking the, uh, the They Bud just name. don't have attorneys. They have, like, people that yank your license. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't want to this question, in your green bud ale, Jack-booted. or your, your homegrown ale, uh, what amount of green hops do you add at the, and is it at the end of the boil only? Oh god, no. No? Okay. Uh, I don't know the numbers. Uh, that's too hard to remember. It, we talking a lot here? Okay, or? this is a 14 barrel batch. Okay. Uh, now first of all, you have to understand, when you use fresh hops, mm-hmm. there's so much more moist. Uh, you can't consider the pounds of those hops or the ounces equivalent to the pounds or ounces of dry hops. Yeah. Because there's so much extra water. Use a factor of four or five. Yeah. That, uh, basically, uh, one pound of dry hops is equal to four or five pounds of wet hops. So in that 14 barrel okay. batch, 
Oh, God. Uh, I use actually pellets in the bittering. Uh, just because it'd be such a waste to boil off all those delightful aromatics for the bittering. Uh, but for the second and third editions, I believe there was about 35, 36, something like that, pounds of wet hops. Okay. Uh, and that was uh, all cascades. And then uh, I split the batch once we went to aging a week later, 10 days later. Uh, I split the 14-barrel barrel batch into two Grundies. One was dry-hopped with Cascades and one was Chinooks. There are actually a few nuggets thrown in there and some other things, but mm. basically that. Uh, and one tank was uh, was all Chinooks and the other tank was all Cascades, plus or minus. Uh, and there, I think there was... Oh, God, my memory is just not worth remembering much. Uh, probably an additional 20 pounds of each, something okay. like that. And that's another seven barrels. Uh, so they are the Cascade version, Cascade dry hop version, and the Chinook dry hop version are both out there. And um, actually, we have a little Cascade dry hop version here. And Ooh. maybe everybody else could open their kegs of it at the same time. We can pour it just like, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I'm excited about that one, actually. Not just because it's called Green Bud. Yeah, it is. Hop head. No, it's homegrown. Because I'm a hop head. Homegrown. The hops are grown at my home. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all you guys out there uh, broom with your homegrown hops, take into consideration what he said. Yeah. What's that ratio that you said again, dry hop to wet hop? Four, uh, four or five. Four or five. Four or five to one. To one. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good thing but to that know. comes up a lot. Can I use my – what can I use my uh, uh, wet hops, homegrown, and, and for that kind of thing? And And you said you don't use it for bittering. Well, you could. You well, know, I'd be curious if you use them as especially uh, first word hoppings. Uh, you'd probably get some incredible things out of there. But I just was so afraid to boil off those things. If you knew how much work it takes to taste to grow hops and, and pick to harvest them. those and hops, pick them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to lose any of that. Yeah. 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 So use them for aromatic. Use them for flavor. Oh, absolutely. And uh, do some pellet hops for some bittering. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. And don't smoke them because you just get a headache. No, you can vaporize them, but you can't smoke them because they they just burn out. Yeah, you can't vaporize them though. And how does that? I've work? heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to ask every brewer who came in here if they if they smoke tops, but I, I got over that. No, oh, actually, I, think <laughs> I wouldn't recommend any with the wet hops. I think you could you can vaporize dry hops. I think we've all come up to they've all smoked hops. Yeah, pretty much everybody. Just to try it. Yeah, I didn't uh, inhale though. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Brian from Moonlight Breweries with us today, in case you're just tuning in. Uh, did you ever homebrew? Uh, yeah. You did? Yeah. How long did you do that before you were, uh, became a, a quote-unquote, and I do use those uh, Terms seriously, yeah, a well, professional brewer? You could say I still homebrew. I, I, just, I you, could say he pretty much still homebrews. <laughs> it's just very large batches, larger yes. than most people, and yeah. I do have a license, so that kind of throws that out. But right. um, I actually did, well, I did several fermentations. The first fermentation I ever did was in high school. I found an article in... Um, the back of Scientific American under amateur scientists, how to make mead. Honey okay. Wine. All right. And, uh, God, this stuff was disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. As of most first batches. And, you know, I think about 10, who knows, 15, 20 years later, my father brought out a bottle of mine that I had made for Thanksgiving. It's like, oh, God, so embarrassing. Ah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, when I tried other commercial meads, it wasn't that far off. So I don't think I did yeah. a bad job. I just am afraid it's not So you my think the 14 choice. years made it better? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it made me that much more embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll say this, uh, a brief side note. I had my first taste of a mead uh, just a couple weeks ago. 
Man, that is not good stuff. No, I don't know. No, what, I think uh, it can be delicious stuff, but I just haven't found the right <laughs> found one formulation that is yet. of it, shall we oh, say. Okay. I like mead. You do? Yeah, it's but like you like a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm weird. <laughs> I like banjo. You yeah. know. Sure. Yeah. That's, you want, yeah. want my banjo song again? <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't get on my shirt, man. Peace, <laughs> Yeah, it's got the, Peace. got the hippie shirt on. <laughs> I guess I never did, never did answer a question. I did homebrew a few times. Okay. And um, not to mention uh, recipe formulation, which is like a 10-gallon scale and stuff. I did that quite a few times. Uh, but uh, I did homebrew a few times, and, and basically I remember giving it to Landlord and Davis because he would drink it at least. Ah, there you go. Now, which one did you pour us here? This is Death and Taxes, right? Okay. Yes. And uh, how would you describe this beer? Uh, first of all, I tell people who they see it dark and they go, oh, that's a stout, isn't it? I go, no. Mm-hmm. It's a miserable stout and a lame-ass porter. <laughs> okay. It's definitely uh, <laughs> definitely dark. I get like a coffee, taffy, chocolate, caramel flavor going on. All at once? Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you spell delicious. that? Mm. <laughs> I can't do that right uh, this is a lager, first of all. Okay. It's 5% alcohol. How long did you lager 5.0? it for? Oh, God. This tank's probably about three weeks. Mm. Probably about two weeks uh, lagering a That's week delicious. of other. Yeah, the taste I don't is... Exactly. I'll say, I don't like the aroma. Coming up to my nose when I was drinking it, I didn't like it, but I do like the taste. Mm-hmm. Once no, it, it's, it, got, it's got a lager aroma. It's got the sulfur. Smell the sulfur? Yeah, 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 and that's, what I guess, what it's, yeah, it's, it's sulfur. It's, a, it's definitely lager. But once it hits your mouth, that's good. A lot of coffee, chalk... No, nah, I wouldn't say chocolatey. I would say coffee, roasty... Some people swear there's coffee in here. Some people swear there's chocolate in here. There's neither one. You want to talk to us a little... Can you tell us a little bit about what is in here? Um, just malt, um, <laughs> <laughs> some fair amount of water. And some water. I don't believe you. Fair amount of water. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of black malt. Uh, I use pretty much all different kinds of dark malts. Okay. Um, I like complexity in beer. You I do? I think that's okay. real critical. Okay. Unless you want something a lot more beer than, you know, you just want to get it over with and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise I like to linger over beer. And so complexity to me is most found by a multitude of ingredients. So I add quite a few different dark malts. Um, but especially black malts. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, your balance of black malts or dark malts is exceptional. Well done. Well, thank you. What kind of good? hops are you using in here? Uh, let's see. Bittering, we have um, Horizons. Uh, it used to be Galenas, and mm. I changed those. Um, I like them both. Actually, I love Galenas, but they're I supposed to be high in Cohemia land, so mm. whatever. Can't have that. No. God, no. no. <laughs> uh, not buying from certain suppliers. Um, and then for uh, for the last two editions, so basically three editions, there's no dry hops, of course, because that would be really wrong in this beer. Uh, it's too crisp for a dry hop edition. Okay. And the second and third edition, it's uh, actually equivalent of uh, a bit of nuggets. I love nuggets. They're just real musty and heavy. Mm-hmm. And in extreme amounts, nuggets are really disgusting. <laughs> but it's small enough, they just really fill in and add a nice, uh, heavier notes to it. Okay. And then schpaltz and pearlies. Um, yeah, it, it's a lager. It needs a lager. You lager, finished lager with hops. the pearlay? Oh, wow. yes. Wow. Mm. I, usually, I usually bitter with them and then... No. Really? Okay. Nice. I'll, I'm going to try that because this is nice. All right. You want to take our first caller, kids? Yeah. Let's do it. I don't know what to expect, Brian. Could be great. Yeah, hopefully a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll have a problem with Probably that. Probably somebody tell me, it's wrong. It's just wrong. It doesn't fit into my spare style. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you eat that up. You're just like me. I'd like to, I'd love hearing that. It's you're doing it wrong. Radio. F you. <laughs> <laughs> Brewing Network, you're on the air. How's it going? It's going well. Who are we talking to? Talking to Heath. Heath, how are you? Sorry, this morning on the Bruce Show, on the yeah. Blues Show. Thanks for calling. What's uh, what's on your mind? I was just curious. Um, I was kind of um, pointing on my question earlier about how you know you were talking about the, the anti style and 
I know this wasn't his terminology. Yeah, that's okay. Of course, okay. there's got to be some basis for his recipes and everything. Mm-hmm. Is it in, is it just based on a name or a tweak of a recipe? I mean, I I heard him talk about how uh, German beers don't go good with tacos. Yeah. But aren't most Mexi beers Bavarian yeasts and Mm. basically run by Germans? And lager, and and definitely (laughs) lager-style beers. That's a good point. I was just kind of, you know, he almost, you know kind of sound like a politician to me, kind of avoiding the question. Okay. Okay. Brian, do you want to respond to that? Uh, yeah. Actually, you're very right that uh, Mexican beers are pretty much all lagers. Uh, you wouldn't want an ale, you know, a nice British-style beer in Mexico. It uh, just really doesn't sound right. Okay. That's so, not really my question, though. It was more based on the fact that, you know, you got to have some basis for something. And is it nothing more than a name change for you? No, or no, not it, at all. Or is it just a recipe tweak and you just call it something else? No, no, I don't start with a recipe and tweak it to something else. I start with, uh, actually what happens is I get an idea, I get a flavor and a taste in my head. It's maybe this sick thing I should probably have checked out and be committed. But uh, I get a flavor in my head, in my mind, in my palate. And then it's almost like I hear a writer talk about in a songwriter. It was when I just heard recently he was saying, uh, "I have to write this song down, or else it's gonna. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. It's gonna drive me nuts." Mm-hmm. And so they have to write the song down to get it out of their head. So well, I get these flavors in my mind. Uh, again, maybe it's a sick thing. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I do know. But um, so I get a flavor in my mind. I think I want to drink this flavor. And then I have to go about going to the brewery and find the ingredients to make this flavor. And I wish I could say it's real simple. Like I took a beer stock, I took a Guinness, and I wanted it to be different. I'm sorry. It's just not like that. I Well, that's not real. You know, basically, you um, you were saying someone would come into your place, and they would uh, um, ask for a pale ale, and they basically don't know what you're brewing. So you don't brew pale ales or you don't have anything. It's just basically a name change. It could basically be a pale ale in essence, but you're, you know, you've made it into something else. Oh, I make, first of all, yeah, it's not that I have a place, but places that I sell the beer, it's all draft that I distribute. Um, People come in those places. Um, But I don't make any beer that fit in a pale ale um, category for judging or anything like that. I really don't think most of my beers would fit in any category per se. So it's not just a name change. It's the fact that I don't fit in any uh, legitimatized beer style category. Well, when you're coming up with a style or a flavor in your head in the brewery, when do you, I mean, what is that, what's going on in your head at that point in time and why? I mean, what is what is encouraging you to come up with this black lager that I'm drinking here? Is it is it some dream you had, a vision, a, a well, some Struck of this, yes, and, and, and some of this is the people that that actually this this is one of the inspirations for the death and taxes. Is people came to me and said, "Oh, dark beers are always strong, aren't they?" Right. And the number of times I had to explain to people that no, dark beers are not necessarily stronger. Most of the time, dark beers are stronger because you want a balance. You want a balance of the amount of alcohol, the amount of flavor, the amount of body. You want all that stuff to come together. Balance is so critical for beer. That I think a lot of people forget about that. I completely agree. I mean, most of my brews that I that I make, I mean, I don't. You couldn't. I couldn't send them off to be judged because most of the IBUs. I mean, I'm a serious hophead, and most of my Atta stuff boy. is way more way <laughs> out of the IBU range, or you know, has some of this in it. You know that. Spices, whatever it may be. 
So you're in the well, hophead category. Do you make the hophead style beers? Is that correct? Oh, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Well, okay. You know, in in response to not having, I would I would absolutely call this beer a, a porter. If I had to describe oh, it as something, that's just wrong. It's a I know you brew porter. it as a, as a lager. Uh, you know, you're using your lager and using lager yeast, but flavor wise, to me, it tastes it, it it's in the it's in the porter. No, he, category. he could pass this up as a Schwartz. Yeah, beer. it's a Schwartz. Beer. A Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. Oh my ass. It's style. You say don't no. Don't make me come across this <laughs> table. If on I was you, a buddy. judge, it, I'd say it's a Schwartz beer. But don't you say no. Come across the table and spill my beer. <laughs> well, why do you say no on the Schwartz beer? I don't know what a Schwartz beer is. Uh, Schwartz beer. And I'm not trying to copy well, a German well, style. Well, if, but if, it's not. It's 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 like a a lager, but it's dark, but it's not overly roasty, but it's very well balanced. Okay, I guess my best answer to that is. If I had been to Germany and had Schwarz beers, I've been to Germany didn't have a Schwarz beer there. Mm-hmm. If I'd been to Germany and had Schwarz beer, I might know what they mean. A Schwarz beer to be. A Schwarz beer is not a bunch of words written in some list. A Schwarz beer is, is everybody in Germany who drinks Schwarz beer and that they know what it is. It is, it means a Schwarz beer to them. Yeah. Okay, it's just What's like the when I went to the... Between champagne and sparkling wine. No, see, that's a name issue. <laughs> yeah, that's that very is much a name, name issue. Appalachian. That's yeah. a... Yes, okay, but the difference more is more like when I went to Prague and Pilsen and tried what a Pilsner was, and before that I thought it was just a lame-ass light beer. And so anybody that makes a lame-ass light beer can call it a Pilsner. Well, God, no. If you go there, you understand what all the people in the world, in the Czech Republic and in Europe, know what a p- true Pilsner is. Okay. We don't know that here. And the things we have that are true pilsners that we get are so old and disgusting, there's no connection whatsoever to what it really tastes like over there. Please, buy an airplane ticket. Go to Prague. It's a beautiful city. They speak enough English. And the places that I went, it was it was like the expensive places were a full euro, almost a dollar, full euro for half liter hmm. pilsner. Oh, my God, that's so expensive. <laughs> the cheap places, like, you know. And they're friendly there. They, yeah, and they the cheap like places, you. for 70 cents, you get a half liter. They even liked you. Well, yeah, that's really sad. <laughs> no, so so what I'm trying to say is, don't call this a Schwarz beer. I won't accept it being called a Schwarz beer in the sense that I don't know what that is. I don't know what the people that drink Schwarz beers every day. Then why did you use a lager yeast? Be, because I wanted that clean, crisp flavor. Okay. Because there's more dark beers in the world made with lager yeast than they're just called Schwarz beers. Okay. And so I, you, since you don't have like anything that's based on other stuff, what do you call your beer? I call this a black beer. Does you call it a black beer? It's a good black beer. It is beer. definitely a black it's beer. It's a good black and, beer, And actually, though. early on, um, when I was first making this, I did see a Sapporo black beer, which mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. It was a lager also. And I remember... Coincidentally, finding it at the tasting I had and trying the two side by side, they were nothing alike. Yeah, but but they don't have that fullness and the richness. Uh, Anchor Porter, I love Anchor Porter. It's just oh god, there's everything in there you could ever want in a porter. Okay, compared to this, oh god, this is water. You would say that's bad then. Okay, that's why this is a lame ass porter. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a now, porter. I'll take. It's not a porter. That's right. It's a lame-ass okay. porter. I, I don't mind, actually. L-A. I like that you say that it's a black beer. I don't mind that as a categorization because you're you're it's, you're it's not fitting it in any category. And I actually even appreciate you saying that I, you 
you wouldn't call it a Schwarz beer because you, you've not you've never had one, and, and if you had, it wouldn't have been a good one because you didn't have it in Germany. And if Miller can that call, I can appreciate. If Miller can call their beer a Pilsner, then <laughs> right, then no. And I agree with that too because it's it's obviously a, if it is, it's a horrible Pilsner like this. Would, like you're saying, this would be a horrible porter. However, with that said, uh, it's human nature and, and it's a way that we try to uh, organize ourselves that we, we need some sort of, uh, we need something to relate to. So at the same time that I don't mind you just saying that it's a black beer, I don't mind making comparisons about it so that I can, so that my brain can grasp what kind of style of beer I might be getting close to. Mm-hmm. Hence That's the, absolutely my point as yeah, well. Right. I mean, Basically, if if you took the recipe for the Schwartz beer and maybe laid it up and compared it with yours, there might be a lot of similarities. I think a Schwartz beer actually tends to have a little more body, a little more caramel to it. The German dark beers tend to have more caramel. This has absolutely zero caramel. I've had German dark beers, which I would tend to assume what I know of German lagers and German dark lagers. They tend to have caramels in them as part of the character. and I probably have had something called a Schwarz beer. I've just not been conscious of it. But German dark beers tend to have some sort of caramel. There's absolutely zero caramels in this. So, um, so is this what you've read, or that's from personal experience? Personal experience. Oh, okay. I'm you not know, trying to break your balls. I mean, I was just trying to completely understand where you're coming from on this. Uh, and I'm I mean, sorry. This, kinda, I don't know it, how you it could... It sounds kind of bizarre, because we all, I mean, we all got to start somewhere. I mean, I can call my car, you know, a transportation device, but it's still a car. Yeah, but but I I think what Brian's saying is that you start out every every car is based on the the model the team the Model T, right? Or you know, the first car out there. Yeah. But my car and your car are different cars, but they're still cars. So although still, John's car is just a transportation yeah, device, yes, yeah. is a Hummer a sedan, <laughs> or is a Hummer a station wagon, or is a Hummer a whatever? As 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 are you, are you hitting on me? <laughs> Oh, that's your Hummer out there. Yeah. Oh my God, we as, won't even start. <laughs> as as people, as humans, we need to classify things. Uh, yeah, that's to, what to, I mean. To make it to make it proper and for us to understand. But the Belgians, I mean, if you go to Belgium, there's no right. style. There's no triple. There's no double. Mm-hmm. It's it's beer and it's different beer. That's and, a good point, Jason. Yeah, and 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 as far as the Miller thing, the Miller, yeah, yeah they say it's a pilsner because it's made with a what a lager yeast, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. but a lot but, of beers are made with yeah, lager yeast that aren't pilsners. But it's it's yeah. they say American style pilsner. And that's that's the category they win every other year at GBF. But yeah. but that's I thought it was carbonated water. Exactly. <laughs> yes, but there is malt. That's what he dog. said, American pilsner. But that's not much of a marketing <laughs> tool for, water. you know. I got a gold for carbonated water. But uh yeah. but style guidelines in beer can be too separate things this might taste like a schwartz beer but it also tastes like a light porter it, it, it's more hoppier than any schwartz beer i've had but then again i've only had uh two or three and they were not german they were they were completely american schwartz beers so it's it's different i think brian capitalizes on a style and 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 this is what he likes to drink but to say it's a style kind of takes away some of the romanticism about it because it's not necessarily what he's trying to brew it's what he likes to drink, and that happens to fall into his style. It's, not, it's, well, I, it's the I, reverse. I completely thing. respect that because people that come over and drink my beers, you know, they're like, "Well, what is this? What are the, what's the flavors?" And I like like you were saying, we have to have some sort of yeah something to attach, you know, monitor. Exactly. We have to have, attach it to something. So maybe you want so to have. Say, well, I brewed it, you know. Based on this sort certain thing. So just yeah, tell them it's loosely based on something where you started from. And Brian said I, I started from something, but I want more of this, I want less of that. 
and that's what we're shooting Which, for. And when I call people, when I tell people it's a black lager, mm-hmm. to me that's enough. Okay. It's a lager, which means it should be clean and crisp. It's not full. It's on, on, not hearty. It's not anything like that. Yeah. And it's black. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it I don't is say black. dark. It's black. <laughs> it's flat out black. Yeah. I think also the the more you get into brewing, the more you know what grain tastes like. The more brewers you talk to, you go, well, well, how do you know what this is going to taste like? Oh, I just know what the grains are going to be. So after a certain point, you get your beer knowledge. You know automatically you're thinking about what it's going to be, you know, churning it in your head about your next your next beer. You're not based. You're not saying, well, I want to make a porter, but I want this. You just say, I want these grains because I like the way they come together. What ratio am I going to put it in? So it's not be. You're not basing on a style. You're happening to, you happen to make a beer that could be classified in a certain style if you wanted to do that. But I would challenge all homebrewers to try to brew a style. Because I think you'll learn a lot about styles and first. what and at first, yes. Mm-hmm. But don't don't put away your creativity. You know, be unique and go for it. Add things like Brian's saying. You know, right. count kernels and grains and you know. And, and, and don't worry about what your neighbors want to. St- the neighbors are going to want a starting point. My neighbors what, hate me. What am I drinking here? And I get that a lot. What am I drinking here? Yeah. Well, loosely is based on a pale ale. Loosely is based on an English ale. Porter, a stout, something. You get give them, give them a bo- throw them a bone. Are your neighbors yeah. beer geeks? Because like, if I get, this I, to I'm turning them into them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but if yeah. I get this to my neighbor, say, so what are you drinking? I say, it's a dark beer. What do you like? I mean, what do you think? Do you like it? Yeah. And they might go, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I live in the country, so you know, the, I, the only bar is down the street, and I think I, they don't even have a tap. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, great. I went in there one night, and I and I said. I'm like, this isn't a bar. So they have bottled Belgians? They kicked me out, and they said, well, why don't you go home and drink on your tap then? Oh. Because it doesn't and you said, the style of a bar. Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I have one I have one neighbor that comes over, and he's almost afraid like because he can't come over without having yeah. three or four beers. I don't know. That's nothing he to He wants to come of. over and talk to me about something else, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? He's going to have three or have four beer. beers. Uh, uh, Dr. Scott has three neighbors in a five-mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just like Heath, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Heath, uh, I'll tell you what. I really appreciate the call, and I and I appreciate you stating your opinion yep. and uh, and asking Brian what you you know what what hey, to clarify. Hey, he manned up. That's, that's right. That's the way to do it. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for thanks calling. Man. All right. That's cool. I like that because uh, we talk about it all the time in here that nobody you know you don't have to agree. And and actually, he just wanted some clarification. And uh, like I said, I'll just repeat it real quick. I like that you call it a black beer. I can deal with that. Black and then, lager. And then a black lager. And then I can leave it up to myself to associate it to other things. And you don't want me to call it a Schwartz beer, but uh, if I need to associate it to something, you know, that's what's going to happen. No, basically. don't associate. Come on, I have start to. from scratch. I have to. I got to associate because I need to know. Uh, I, I need a. I need a frame of reference, and I think a lot of people do. In fact, like this question here: uh, How does the customer know what he gets if he goes out and buys your beer? Beer drinkers like to know a little bit about what they're getting. And for me, sometimes I, I'm okay with just ordering at random. Give it to me. Let me see if I like it. But but very often, like a like a beer drinker and like a home brewer uh, in general, uh, you do like to know what you're getting. And I do need yeah. a frame of reference in that sense. Well, I have to say, it really goes uh, as a disservice to me to have non-legitimate beer styles because those same people want to, like you say, they're laying out four bucks, five bucks for a pint. Yeah. And they want to know they're not, like, gambling with that. Sure. So so how do you approach that then, you know, telling them what they're getting? 
uh, well, they're just going to have to wing it. When I go to a place, <laughs> yeah. when know, I go to a place, I see something I've never had before, I want to try it. And sometimes yeah. it's disgusting. I don't finish it. And sometimes you go, wow, I never knew you could do that with beer. Yeah. And I actually was hoping that that was your answer. Mo- actually, yeah, most places, if you're bold enough and you say, I don't know what that is. Can I try some? They'll, yeah, give, they'll right. give you, they'll give you a one ounce pour and you try that. Wow. That's cool. Let me have some more of that instead of like sinking five or six bucks into 16 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, let's, let's look at something different. I see a lot of small breweries like especially Russian River trying to make Belgian styles and things like that. Now, isn't that the same sort of thing? You're taking people's mindsets and you're just taking it and, it's about a 7.9 earthquake and shaking them up and throwing them out the window. Now you're saying you're totally starting from scratch. Yeah. We're putting disgusting pediococcus in the beer. That's disgusting. <laughs> that, that, you know, and so, that's yeah. Foot, that's beers. foot mung. Yeah. Okay. And you're putting, uh, other but, organisms in there and you're saying, okay, well, now try this. Now, yeah. isn't that totally the same thing as just shaking up a person's comfortable mindset mm-hmm. and making them try something different? I think it is. Okay. And I don't, yeah, I can, I actually, like I said, I was hoping that your answer was kind of wing it. Hey, maybe you like it, maybe you won't. About <laughs> and if people don't I, like it, I'm fine with that. I love it that people I, don't like it. That's There's plenty I, of beers out there. That's what I figured you were going to say. And I don't I don't think that's for every brewer, but I appreciate that you do it that way, to be honest, because you're kind of right. It's not for, if you need to know what style it is, maybe you're not going to buy a Moonlight. But yeah. if you but if you if you want to just grab a beer and see if you like it or not, and you're either going to finish it or you're going to dump it, like I did at the uh, NCHF a couple weeks ago. <laughs> or you can you can go with the the Justin etiquette. Yeah, it's, it's beer. It's beer. It's beer. I pretty much finish it even if it's beer. It it's tastes like beer. Brian, if your if your beer tasted like feet, I'd tell you it was bad and tasted like feet, and I'd finish, finish it. it. Yeah. But, but, yeah. See, but Justin at least Let knows. Me take my shoes off. Justin at least knows that if it's balanced. Malt, hops, and a nicely balanced beer that tastes yeah. like feet. He'll probably finish it. Yeah, but the <laughs> yeah. general public, mass consumption, don't know that. Yeah. And so, if that was me, I'd make a beer. I'd call it foot. But that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you do that, Brian. <laughs> I don't think that this beer in particular. Your, tastes your, like feet. No. I don't think that your black lager is so out there, say, that it can't be categorized. I think I've, I've had a black uh, lager that that tastes similar, and so I don't, you know, I, I and that's why I think I I can as a frame of reference uh, that I I can associate it with something else. Listeners, don't believe him. Yeah, <laughs> they don't anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, can we switch over to the to the the uh, homegrown? I should call it because uh, I'd like to taste that and then and get a little discussion going about that one. Uh, while we're doing that, uh, some some of our listeners have done their research. Brian, can you tell oh, us shit. about your beer eye exam? I exam, oh yeah, there was one keg of that went to the Sonoma Wine Exchange. Okay. And that was, uh, probably that's Carlos. Um, uh, that was a keg where it was the end of the, uh, double vision, double IPA. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't enough to complete the keg, it was only half full, and so I topped it up with a regular IPA. So it's kind of a one and a half IPA. And halfway to double vision is, uh, is an eye exam, isn't it? You go to the eye exam and you say, well, yeah, okay, vision's <laughs> not so great, but it's not double vision, so. Not quite yet. Yeah. So that would be the eye exam. Okay. And actually, the balance came out just perfect. Really? Of mixing the two? Yeah. Now, see, the double vision, I made the double IPA. To me, I followed something that, uh, oh, there's some guy named Vinny who came up with this style. Um, I read something about him. Um, he said, you basically, uh, double the hops identically, 
and you add 20% more pale malt. And that's what I made from my Bombay by Boat regular IPA. Okay. That's a double vision. exactly double the hops and 20% more pale malt. Okay. And so what I've found is when you're blending beers, having uh, the same hop varieties in them makes a huge difference. It tastes so much better. Uh, if you have dissimilar ones, it somehow it'll taste a little more awkward. Okay. I got another question from yeah. the chat room. I, do, I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> oh, no. Do you make any money? They want to know. And I think that must be in response to my last question about, you know, how, do you sell it? And I appreciated that you said, hey, buy it if you want it or don't. Uh, they want to know if you make any money. How many barrels, too, per year? Uh, let's see. Last year I made a little over 700. This year I'm about looking at 900. Uh, do I make any money? Well... I do actually buy groceries. Um, <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend has a job. Very nice. Um, which somewhat supports me. Um, the I man mean, drove an hour and a half to get here so you can afford gas I, in I your car. I afford gas and the vehicle I'm driving, it's almost 200,000. It's almost 100,000 miles. Yeah. No, actually it's over 100,000. Yeah, it's 106,000. So yeah, I don't drive Mercedes, uh, anymore. Um, but yeah, I make enough of a living to, uh, do it. If I took all the money I invested in the brewery and put it into, uh, Something more intelligent, like a stock market, or a Budweiser stock. <laughs> you might do. I probably better. would have done a lot better, but you <laughs> but know, that's no fun. I would have a horrible job that I would hate, and I had a Budweiser yeah. stock. I think I'd prefer this. Yeah. And plus, I got something to drink. <laughs> what do you get uh, out of and brewing? free T-shirts? Well, what do you get out of it? I mean, running a brewery. Is there a reward to you? Keeps me out of trouble. Okay. Uh, I get T-shirts and I get hats and I get all the beer I like to drink. <laughs> These are um, all good things. If you go in my kitchen, you'll see tons of Moonlight Brewing Company glasses. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, my daughters still have to buy groceries. They won't drink my beer. Um, <laughs> no, it keeps me out of trouble. That's you know, fun. whether you agree with Brian or not, and and whether you have his beer and say that you can put it in a style or not, I'll tell you this: uh, I I think he he makes money because the beer is good. It's it is good beer. I, I don't care what to, uh, like I said, whether you believe the philosophy or not. It's pretty good. I, I like the beer. Yeah. There was a time not that many years ago, unfortunately, when people could start a brewery, small brewery. And the beer wouldn't be so great, and they could actually survive for a while. Yeah. And I think that's long gone, and I'm really grateful for that. Absolutely. Because now, if you go out, you try a micro, they're generally all pretty dang good. Yeah. And it wasn't always like that, and I think we really need to, to toast that, if you will, because I need... I will toast that. Yeah. To yeah, breweries cheers. making good beer. Yes, yeah. An odd concept that took a while to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's good beer out there, and... uh don't think you can start a brewery if you don't make good beer because you will pretty much, let's say, lose everything you've got. <laughs> right. Well, that's fair enough. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're reaching the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, we're not getting out of no. here because I'm having a good time and we got a lot of beer left to finish. And it's I think we're having some show. good conversation. So uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, just one song. And we're going to get right back to it because we just poured another one of his beers. Now, this one you do call an IPA, though. Uh, the homegrown? Oh, the hell homegrown. no. You don't call it an IPA. <laughs> All right, save it, save it. We'll do it when no, we come back a, then. No, this is a fresh hop beer. There's no way. fresh hop beer. This could be a fresh hop IPA if you really wanted to go there, but its main character is not that it's an IPA. It's main character. It's a fresh hop fresh beer. Hop. It has the fresh hop characters. Okay. So uh, my take is I try to explain to people, I give them one or two words, yeah. which most describes the beer. Either they like it or they don't. Okay. And to me, fresh hop is all you need to know. I uh, Actually, that would work for me. If you said fresh hop, I'd, I'd try it out. If you're a hophead, yeah. I am a hophead. Everybody knows that. All right, we'll be right back with Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing Company.
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. All right, we're back. I'm having a good time today, folks. Me too, man. I don't know about everybody else, good but beer, uh, good talk. like a little controversy. I like good beer, and I'm getting both. So uh, I'm happy about that. We kicked Dr. Scott out. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doc's gone. No, he's still here. A uh, couple things I want to get to real quick. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to tell you, and I want to thank some people. Uh, I want to thank all of you, actually. Uh, in Especially the- me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I'll say that uh, again. Actually, this would go to the listeners. Uh, I want to thank you and, and let you guys just a little insight about the world of the Brewing Network. In the past couple weeks, we have been receiving uh, record numbers and a record response from from all of you uh, as far as the amount of people uh, not only contributing, donating, uh, tuning in, Sending emails. Uh, I can't even say all the ways that you guys are really making it happen in the last couple weeks. And uh, today is actually probably one of our biggest days as yeah. far as that Yay! goes. John and uh, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I, in mentioning that, I also want to say I, I think that our, our web provider for the first time, uh, and, and I don't mean our streaming provider, I mean our web uh, hosting uh, provider, might not have been able to handle the traffic that we received today. So I want to apologize if you got kicked out of the chat room quite a bit, and I know the page was slow in loading. I'll tell you this, that we had more people show up right at 5 o'clock than we ever have before. As a trend, it usually takes a few minutes. People come in in waves to the show. Right. Uh, we get a lot of people at 5 o'clock, but it, it, they usually, it peaks, and, it, and you know there's some peaks and valleys in there. Today in particular, lots of you really came at 5 o'clock, and that's what happened with the slow page loading and some buffering issues i'm going to call all of my providers tomorrow and uh, get right on that and upgrade if we have takes to us a few minutes to get rolling <laughs> just too, to get rolling but, but it's really just takes a lot <laughs> thank you jason i think all the, I mean, all the archives have that he is so close to me he's an elbow away <laughs> yeah <laughs> White dot, be, ca- black dot, be careful uh, with dr scott when he's inebriated he tends to hit you on the face he gets angry yeah. so i just want to say i'm going to get right on all those issues because i like all the people coming I really appreciate it, and uh, you guys have been helping us out like never before in the past couple weeks. Lots of good suggestions coming from you guys. Uh, like I said, donations, which are, are keeping us alive, paying our monthly bills. Uh, you name it. You guys are you guys are making it happen out there. So a round of applause Thank to the you. listeners. Thank you. Uh, and, Thank you. And just uh, that's why you guys are having some of those getting kicked out of the chat issues. And I'll take care of it. I did it after our first show. I got it fixed. I'll get it fixed after this one. So uh, come back next week, and, 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 and it should be me an email address and i'll get to doc an email address i might even do that tonight uh at the same time as a as a homage to uh some of our listeners who really contribute to the forum all the time and are always contributing to the show calling in they're in the chat room with daniela uh uh, each week and and you know some of these guys uh really make the show happen we we rely on their questions and their input and they make it a better show uh as an homage to them as well as a funeral to the top ten list, <laughs> I am going to do our last top ten list on the show. I, I am xing out the top ten list. It, it was short lived, uh, and people were complaining about us meandering on too long in the beginning of the show. Uh, so uh, the top ten list didn't make the cut. Our listeners in the forum, our forum users, made their own top ten list, and that today is what I'm giving to you Woo-hoo. guys. Uh, it's the top ten signs you've had enough to drink. <laughs> 
Uh, Doc, you contributed to this list yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason, if you can come into every show and just be like Doc's alt, like his shadow, I would appreciate that. In fact, from now on, whenever you're gone, Doc, uh, Jason won't be here as Jason. He'll, He'll be, be here as Doc. Doc. Yeah. <laughs> he will pay for this tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's okay because I could. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're my hero, Jay. You're my I think friend. we should do a live show from his barbecue next week. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so the top ten signs you've had enough to drink. This is all listener created. Uh, uh, although there's one in there from Doc, I think, which I put in because it was good. Uh, the rest was all listeners, and, and I, I appreciate you guys, so this is for you, and it and, and there will be no more top ten lists. Dang. Unless you guys make another one, I might do a, maybe in six months we'll do a, a, protest, a little reminder. Protest, protest. Okay, the number ten reason that you've had enough to drink. You dance naked on a table at your class reunion. Now, I think this guy must know me. Yeah, that's what you just <laughs> did. I, I thought that was you. Yeah, and I don't know if he knows me or not, but he posted it and didn't, like, say, hey, Justin, isn't that funny or anything else. He just said it. Uh, I wasn't naked when I danced on the table at my class reunion. You, uh, you don't remember being naked. naked. <laughs> Number nine. Dr. Scott doesn't sta- doesn't sound stoned. <laughs> That's the number nine reason uh, you've had enough to drink. Uh, number eight, you don't care that the chick you're talking to has a better beard than you do. Oh, <laughs> wow. All listener created here, folks. I've had wow. that before, by the way. Uh, number seven, after you throw up on your girlfriend's chihuahua, you look down and think, I don't remember eating that. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Scott. No problem. <laughs> uh, the number six sign you've had enough to drink. You've sat at a stop sign for five minutes waiting for it to turn green. <laughs> you've all done that I've before. Done that, and yeah. shame on you because you shouldn't be driving in that condition. And I mean that. Uh, but that's funny. <laughs> uh, number five. got to be a listener for this one. You enjoy surfingbeerpal.com. <laughs> the forum that we have been excommunicated from is beerpal.com. You will, you'll have to check the Beer Pal archive. I should change the name of that archive to the Beer Pal Archive. That is the number five uh, reason you've had too much to drink. Number four, uh, you have to have your wife read the hydrometer sample. <laughs> Doctor, that's a classic. That is a, that you definitely know you've had too much to drink. Lufa, I think that was you, and uh, you're a funny, funny man. My ears uh, hurt. Actually, I think the next three are from Lufa, and they are all funny. Uh, number three. You piss in the back seat of the cop car. <laughs> That's how you know you've had too much to drink. Number two is even better. You ask a cop if he's the stripper you ordered and if he has the blow. <laughs> that, that was my favorite. Yeah, that one had me laughing out loud. The number one reason, the number one sign that you've had enough to drink... You think that John has a chance to win at Beer Jeopardy. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, that is for you guys. Uh, again, I appreciate all your support. It, it didn't happen. No, no, no. Oh, man. All right, so we got this beer here, uh, the third and I think final beer that you've brought, although we haven't really uh, broken into those kegs too much, Brian. We might have to go backwards when we get off the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's the name of this beer? I don't want to screw it up. Homegrown. This homegrown is the ale. homegrown. It's the homegrown ale, and it's a AKA. fresh hop ale. Yes. Okay. 6.2% volume of alcohol. Okay. 6.2. John's got his notes. All right. 
Hey, it's uh, I'm, I come I'm, prepared. I've man. already been drinking it, but I'll take another yeah. one just so I can uh, be fresh. Oh no! Don't don't stop. Oh, mm. he says outrageous. The aroma. Outrageous. If you're a hophead, man, heaven. It's a little oh, yeah. taste of heaven right here in the <laughs> studio. Is what it is. Very... It it tastes like fresh. It's a different. It's, it's, it's different than just a regular dry hop. It's it's a fresh hop aroma. Did There's you, nothing they, like that. Yes. They taste green. I mean, rather they smell green. Mm-hmm. That aroma is really a green hop aroma, and that is awesome. I used to go out to my hot plants every day and, and squeeze them so and smell like them. It's like a testosterone thing. <laughs> Do you uh, use an English yeast on this? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> you do? Oh, no, it's actually Irish ale yeast. Okay. Irish ale yeast. Huh. This is really malty, so I'm curious. Smells really good. And the flavor, now, a lot of fruitiness in it. So uh, definitely hoppy. Mm-hmm. Got got that green hot flavor, but I but I get a lot of fruity, uh, estery thing. You get that, Doc? Mm-hmm. Jason, yeah, you too? Yeah, a lot of caramel. Yeah. Is, uh, are we talking yeast here, or that's hops giving that fruity stuff? That's hops. It's the hops doing it, huh? Yeah. Not too much of a, it's not a bad, you know, you can have, you have some beers and, and a fruity would be a bad mm. flavor in it. Uh, it's not a bad one in this because well, it's. Br- Brian said it's all about balance and mm. it really, really is. Mm. And this is one of those. It's got a lot of aromatics that come up in your nose. Yeah. And when you taste it, you're not blasted one way or the other. It's really nice. It's yeah. a strange thing. This is uh, this is the one with the uh, Cascade dry hops, and much earlier it had a stronger Cascade, let's say gamey, I think we described, uh, character to it, and that's somewhat diminished over time. And this is now what we harvested this hops uh, August fifteenth, if I remember, in the dry hops ten days later. Uh, so it's now a little bit old, uh, okay. and so that has changed somewhat over time, and the fruitiness still comes out, but not so much the. Uh, Cat piss character, <laughs> right? I would have sworn that the, the uh, fruity was from the from the yeast. What uh, what what hops do you use in this to give it that kind of fruity pebble almost? Kind no of one's hearing you. Uh, no he has a question: Was me. what hops were used? And the answer is, yeah. this is pretty much all Cascades, but the fresh Cascades have a such a different character than dry Cascades. Mm. Yeah, I, I was saying that the uh, I would I could have sworn the yeast was responsible for the fruity character. Well, you it's. Know, a, it, from a little higher temperature. It's the same yeast as the twist of fate. So, I mean, if you can find it in there as well, then it's the same. But uh, I consider using the fresh hops much like using uh, when you're cooking, using fresh basil compared to using dry basil. They're pretty much incomparable, but they're the same plant and they have some similarities. But fresh basil, oh, my God, it just, like, knocks your socks off. So twist of fate is, is Irish... Yeah, there are, uh, all the ales I use are that Irish. That blows me away. That doesn't taste like Irish or anything that I've had with an Irish yeast. I'm sorry. Uh, you should be. Do you I use really a British baseball? I, I think it's just. Oh yeah, it's, sure. It's much more fruity. It's it's no, much, it's Canadian baseball. Okay. It's just much more fruity than we're used to with this yeast. It's less dry. It's the hops. Yes. I, okay. I tell you, it's the fresh hops. The fresh okay. hops are just like I said. Uh, imagine fresh basil, mm-hmm. and compared to dry basil. Yeah. It's just there's no comparison between them. And I recommend anybody out there, grow some hops. Cascades are an incredible variety. Mm -hmm. Not only do they taste good, but they seem to just grow almost like regardless of what you do. So get some rhizomes. There's a couple good places to get them from. I'm sure you can find them online. Get some rhizomes, throw them in the ground, give them what they need, lots of nitrogen and stuff like that, and throw them in your homebrew. Would you say the second year is better than the first year? Jason, uh, at least from experience. Could you yeah. translate, please? Yeah, he's he's wanted to know. If <laughs> <laughs> the first year, second, it's the first year better than the second year as far as your rhizomes go. Yeah. 
Well, you get more as long as it's established. So, you know, third year, you get more than the second year. And fourth year, you probably get more and all that sort of stuff. So all about yield. Yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily see uh, a huge difference. Uh, I, I, let me back up a second. Okay. Uh, the hops that I use are the same hops that uh, that guy from Russian River, what's his name? Vinny. Vinny. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, <laughs> uh, his hops came from uh, Corbell. And mm-hmm. when Corbell said they weren't going to do the Brinny more, he had to get rid of the hops or Corbell wanted to get rid of the hops. Oh. And at the same time, Space. because of political reasons, I had to put hops in. It worked just beautifully. And so Vinny and I uh, share the hops, and uh, we basically co-grow them and co-use them. Hmm. Um, and so these are the same hops. So uh, I got rhizomes that were not like the tiny little things. They were in the much bigger ones. They were just what we dug up from Corbell and replanted over at my place. And... You're right. The first year they weren't quite as vigorous. The second year they were more, and third year they were probably even more than that. Some of that's uh, establishment, some of that's fertilizer, some of that's all different stuff. Do you not like Russian River beers? Um, I drink it every time I can. You do? You like it? Okay. JP, yeah. I'm just curious. I, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I'm just curious because you well, just because you had mentioned it a couple times, and, and and not necessarily saying that you loved what they do. So I just was curious if you. No, I. You know what? Uh, when Vinny first came into Santa Rosa to open a brew pub, mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty much really delighted. Uh, Vinny completely understands grasping people's mindset, twisting it, torquing it, <laughs> throwing yeah, it out yeah. the window. Agreed. That's everything I believe you ought to do with beer tastes and okay. tastes in general. Yeah. Um, he did a great job of raising the bar. Yeah. Uh, I talked earlier about that. Uh, it's hard to find a bad beer. Yeah. Know? Uh, Vinny does a great job of making incredible beers and yeah. just some of the things he makes are like, oh, Vinny, you're, you can't do that. This is wrong. <laughs> and that's everything I believe. I believe right. everything I should do is just wrong. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of like, it beats me the punch sometimes. It's like, that's more wrong than I am. <laughs> right. And, right. You know, and to be honest, there's one thing that pisses me off about what Vinny's done. Okay. Uh, he opened this brew pub, and he had told me ahead of time that he was going to have uh, quotes from uh, song lyrics on uh-huh. the walls all over the place. And uh, he said, gee, I'm trying to collect some. And I came up with some great song lyrics, and he never put them on the wall. <laughs> that's a great thing to have in a pub. I mean, song lyrics all yeah. over the walls, and he didn't do it. And uh. that's the biggest complaint I have about Russian River coming into my hometown. That's a fair complaint. Besides the fact that he closed, it wasn't him, but, you know, he's yeah. replacing the place that uh, was my biggest account in Sonoma County. <laughs> okay. Besides that. Besides that little yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me interrupt here for some more listener appreciation really quick. Um, I don't mind doing this, by the way. So if any listeners ever want to do this, as long as it doesn't consume the show, I really don't mind putting in a, a couple words for you. This is from our good friend Oz. been listening since the beginning. Uh, contributes a lot to the show. Uh, not always on the air. He helps me out during the week, too. Where's uh, he from? He's from Australia. Okay, good. One of our Australian listeners. And he just wants to say uh, to his wife, uh, Di, I love you very much, and I'm sending you a big hello. She's uh, maybe feeling a little down tonight, he says, and wants her to know that he loves her and saying hello. And I talked to her, too. She uh, signed into the Blue Show today as uh, Mrs. Fancy Moo Moo Pants, <laughs> which is often uh, Oz's name, his handle in the chat room. And uh, and I talked to her a bit. She's a lot of fun, too. She's called into the show. She suggested some music. In fact, I got a song queued up for her when we, get up, when we, when we take the next break. Uh, so there you go. Just a little shout-out to our Australian Just because uh, he's blue, brewing beer does not mean... He- 
he doesn't love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I uh, interject a little something? Please do. Uh, my woman, Cindy, is at home drinking. She's probably finished it already. <laughs> uh, the glasses of beer I left for her, including the twist of fate. And here's uh-huh. to my woman that tolerates what I do and, of course, drinks a fair amount of my product as well. There you so, go. How about to all the women who tolerate To all the women, do. including <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> including Cindy. Cheers to that. Yes. Wow. Thank you for tolerating everything I do. Okay. Uh, some Most of our listeners, things. I think our local listeners they must be, want to know if you can send a little homegrown to Beer, Beer, and More Beer with JP or John P. Uh, so that they can sample it. Everyone, now that we've talked about how good this homegrown is, wants a little sample. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, first we... of all, let's say say no, uh, okay. because they instead should find themselves at the Tornado, and they know where that uh, is in San, Francisco. in San Francisco. And those of you who are in, let's say, Australia, Florida, mm-hmm. the East mm-hmm. Coast, you still have time to get that airplane happen. ticket. Yeah, you got to have to fly out. On the that. 5th, which yeah. is, I believe, is Saturday, the 5th of, I don't know, November, what month is this? Um, yeah, 5th November. They should be at the Toronado for a fresh hop beer festival. Oh, okay. And there'll be both, for example, of my version, the Chinook Dry Hop and the Cascade Dry Hop, and about a zillion other home, uh, homegrown style, uh, fresh hop beers. How about people that are members of Doe's? And are, mm-hmm. we're, we are going to have a, uh, November meeting. Okay. Well, well, we my homegrown is pretty much all gone, and actually what we're drinking is my is your secret stash. St- you brought us your Dang. personal stash. That we appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. But there's always next year. There's always next year, kids. <laughs> it went quick, huh? Because you what, you only could have harvested, what, three months ago? Uh, Whatever August 15th was, yeah. Yeah, not even three months ago. If you have saran wrap... <clears throat> I will um, saran wrap that last half the of my beer. <laughs> the last half. Jason will uh, give up the last half of his beer. I'm a giver. Cover I, I it and say. bring it uh, to B3. I wouldn't believe that. I so, don't, I don't either. So John, for example, couldn't even order a keg now to get in there. They're, it's gone. No, that's not true. Yes, he could order a keg. I just won't but not till next year. No. no, I just tell him, you know, fuck off. <laughs> but you could definitely is, order. Really doing, <laughs> you could order one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so you have nothing uh, in your in your mindset about distributing your beer, say, to the East Coast anytime in in the near future or maybe even distant future. What are you thinking about that? As oh, far as growth yeah, for you whatever. as a brewery, not 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 too much in the plans. There's only so many brain cells remaining. That would be a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's definitely a local beer. You're going to have to do that. Uh, I don't know if this is already on your webpage. I did look through it, but I don't, I, I seem to remember this might be here. Uh, one of our chat room, uh, uh, a user said, can you put a list of locations on your webpage so they know where they could find your brews? Well, you know, I get that request a lot, and mm-hmm. I'd love to do that because it would make life so much easier for both the listeners, readers, whatever, mm-hmm. and myself. Yeah. But there's a thing called the State California Alcoholic Beverage Control, and they view that as illegal advertising. So, do they really? Yeah. Because other sites put it up. They're just doing it illegally? If you put where your beer is served, it's, it's, it's against code? Well, that would be illegal advertising. How about we just do it and see what happens? That's really interesting to me, actually. I'm curious about that. They, they say you're not allowed to list your locations? Uh, yeah, basically so. Wow. Yeah, that's illegal advertising. I'd be telling people that they should go to those places. Uh, yeah. yeah. Get you know? hammered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we wouldn't want them getting we hammered. Now that we want them to go there and taste good beer that 
does not. Yeah, that's bad news. Conform so basically, to style. With that basically said, they uh, have to email me, and I have to email them back because I can respond to personal requests. Unlike me, we could actually put it, we could actually put it on the forum because we could post it on our forum. That's no, a private probably gig. Probably not. That's a private. The private gig. That's right. We, it really we did is. It, not you. With that said, uh, go to the Toronado on November fifth and try uh, homegrown ale. Okay, that's fair. I, I didn't I, know that. That's interesting. I, I, it, I guess you're right. You are advertising pubs and you're advertising going to drink. We don't want to do that. No, uh, it's not God advertising for, drink. God it's forbid. advertising one pub over another. Yeah. yeah. If I said, you know, go to the Mallard Club in Albany yeah. because they have my beer, and I said, don't go to the Oh, shoot, what's the one down the street I always think about? The one that doesn't have your beer? Uh, yeah, that one. Oh, I, I can't remember but that one But the one I'd love to because they have great music. It's the one on uh, uh, Solano Avenue in San Pablo. But, but what's the one? You, I love that place. What, but What's the place that that's does Cortese's have your beer? Pharmacy. Sure, <laughs> and if they could find that two streets down. Jason? There's a lot I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's sorry, going on? Scott said, you will right. die. Hey, we're going to wrap things up, is I think what we're going to do. Now, listen, uh, I know that, uh, Doc, you and John, uh, who I appreciate, you've been doing some good planning to get us through the rest of the year. we got a lot of really good stuff planned for you guys uh, come January. We're going to unveil it later, and, and we will unveil it in December because we want you to know ahead of time. But uh, we really got some good surprises coming. But other than that, we've been planning out our shows to, to finish out this year. And one of the things that John and Dr. Scott, we were, we were going to do it tonight, but unfortunately we're not we're not going to do it. You now. were all going to do it, but I'm going to give a good heads up uh, for next week. Uh, Doctor Scott has these uh, different off flavor tablets. Is that is that about right? It's Am called I saying the, uh, beer aroma recognition kit? Okay, it's yeah, a beer aroma the, recognition. They're basically smells that you put together in a little in a little, little vial. Okay, and once you get it into your head, you will never. Forget that. You know that smell, and it's yeah. so. What we're gonna do? He's he's got a few of them. We're gonna do one each week, I think, for about the next four weeks or so. Yeah, and we've that. tried to pair them with appropriate beer styles. The ones that we're gonna taste for our official right, tasting, exactly. Okay. Uh, and it's going to help us to recognize off flavors. Now, I know you don't have this kit at home, but but could they get the kit so they could do it with us as well? I don't have this problem at home. <laughs> but, but but could they get this kit at home? Uh, Where, yeah, you can, actually, you can get through through, through B three. Okay, and uh, they have it comes in a little vial, and there's different flavor profiles that you can get. Okay, you mix it up and you smell them. Okay, and you can smell this thing, and it's. And a lot of them are staling compounds or DMS or diacetyl. Did you you opened one already? Yeah. We, okay, we, well, let's do it since you opened it. We'll do it real quick. Go to morebeer.com. There's probably other other places you can do it. What's it called again, John? The kit? It's uh, Beer Aroma Recognition Kit. It's a Beer Aroma Bye. Recognition Kit. We're going to do it a little bit right now, but for the next couple weeks, we're going we're gonna to do it. It's a little vile. You, you end up smelling it, yeah. and you're going to be able to maybe you know recognize it in your home brew or commercial brews as well. No, you're going to recognize these things in imported beers that taste like uh, this, that right? this one especially is, is imp- oh. imported beer. It's cardboard. Oh, there you go. It's rancid like, cardboard. It smells like Tran- yeah. trans to known and all. That's say, what it's called? That yes. Trans two known and all. Yes, and it's an aldehyde, and it's something that we can. Now we I got can, it. We can fingers. limit to a point. It's all over me. There you go. Oh, it's everywhere. It's cardboard, man. <laughs> it's every port and imported oh, beer gross. section of the. <laughs> How long is this going to last on my fingers? Uh, I'll take you wash. Okay. <laughs> imported beers, too. They're three, four, five months old. No problem. This yeah, is a it, flavor that shows up in these. Oh things. yeah, in any imported beer, you get you get. 
taste this one. Okay, okay. So this is what we're going to do uh, why, each week for the That's why next... we want to start with this one. Yeah, yeah, because okay. you can get it commonly. So so buy yourself an imported beer. Try to get this kit if you can, and then you can play along as we do it for the next few weeks. Uh, just and, another and segment that, that John and Doc have worked we on should, for us. We'll, John and I will get together, and we'll post which ones are coming up. And if okay. you want to order the kit, you can, like, smell it. And we'll we'll figure out which ones. You know what it also smells well. like is a like a like new. Ru- <laughs> you weren't kidding. supposed to drink it. You could say latex. Well, not not. I mean, like if you go buy a raft, like a if you go to Costco, say, and you buy yourself an inflatable raft. Yeah, it smells like that new nylon. Yeah, they, they yeah they put some stuff on it to have it like, separate it. Yeah, yeah, that's what that smells. So like. then I'll stick together. Okay, so there's just some segments to look forward to. That's what we're gonna do. It's and, not a good flavor. And tell you where you find it. It'll be yeah. a brief segment in each of the next few weeks of shows, and and I'll post it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, I want to tell you that uh, y- you've been one of the most fun guests we've had in here, and I appreciate you coming in. I like that people. I like that you have a stance, and people disagree with it. That's just kind of how I like radio, and I like that. Uh, that you, you you back it up very well. You have a lot to say, and I think uh, I think you brew damn good beer. So I, I hope. Well, thank you. I would I'd love to have you back on the show if you if you'd come on later because uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I hope uh, we didn't uh, you know put you off in any way. I have no more opinions besides what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm happy with I, those I, ones. We'll I just don't repeat that, them. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's got to. Can we go into conspiracy theories or anything? What you got? I bet any, we could. Government. Or is it only beer for oh, you? I'll wear the other T-shirt. <laughs> is it just uh, me, or does do, does anyone else think Brian looks exactly like Willie Nelson? He does have a Willie Nelson character to him. All right, let me take my hat off. And yeah, that's oh, no, my. that blows it, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no hair for the Willie Nelson. No, there was a time I had uh, long hair, but no, it's okay. falling out. We have a segment in our forum where listeners post their picks, and and usually within 24 hours of them posting their own pick, someone posts a lookalike pick of some celebrity. <laughs> so maybe we'll take a picture of you today if you wouldn't mind, and and I can guarantee that within 24 hours someone will have posted Willie Nelson. Oh yeah, right I'm afraid. Or <laughs> so John, John, take a picture of him. Yeah. I, I got three. You know what I got today? It took him a long time to get to me but they finally did it today did you see my comparison today? no no it was uh that damn justin timberlake it was highly offensive yes i can see that shut up <laughs> yeah they put a picture of him right next yeah i'm old... good they only got the back of my head <laughs> uh, that's lucky yes i am so far <laughs> All right. Which is how a lot of guys locally recognize you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even my kids. Like, right. Daddy, look, it's a clear spot. It must be Daddy. <laughs> okay. Hey, not too bad. 730, guys. That's not too that's bad good. at all. We did all of our uh, uh, philandering at the end, which I'm trying to keep uh, keep that in the format. Mm-hmm. Who's in next week, John? This is important stuff. Dan Gordon from Gordon Biersch. Gordon Biersch Brewing Company is yes. in with us next week, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, probably one of the most no, – it's pro, it's the most widely distributed uh, 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 brewery that we've had on the show. He's big. He's lager. Is, uh, which is exciting you know, j- for us just because uh, you know, it's, uh, he obviously knows what he's doing in the business. So uh, yeah. we're happy to have him on about that. And, yeah, lots of lager we, uh, we, and, and, and German-style lager, uh, although Brian might disagree. <laughs> but he says German style lager. He was trained in Germany. I don't know why he wouldn't make German style lager. He was absolutely trained in Germany, which is going to be exciting to talk to him about too. He spent what four years over five there? Five years. About the, five years. The uh, Weinstefen. Hmm? Weinstefen. Yeah. Weinstefen. Yeah. yeah. 
Good point, Brian. So I guess Come he would on, have German, real German style. How do you say it, Daniela? Mein Stefan. Mein Stefan. You've not used your mic. I gave you your own microphone. You hardly used it tonight. You turned me off. I did not. You've been on the whole night. I thought it was turned off. No. You've been that was on. metaphorical. That wasn't electronic. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> right. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> right. That turned her right, that turned her right off. <laughs> you didn't use it. I think our listeners are probably disappointed. Well, you didn't give me the chance to talk too much. <laughs> you know, this show is moving really I know fast. You and, you know, it just mulled you over. Like that. I'm and just a slow brain. We just keep it moving. <laughs> and I'm stoned, right? <laughs> you are. Oh, yeah. Always are. Dr. Scott. <laughs> so next week we got Gordon Biersch coming in here, which is I think it's, it's going to be a good show. I'm excited about that. Me too. Uh, what What about the week after that, John? What do we got going uh, on? What do we have coming? We have a Pyramid Brewery. Oh, that's right, Pyramid. Yeah. Big big brewery on the West Coast. <laughs> big, big. No, why I didn't know that. It's not like yeah, I was, it's okay. Um, I never worked there. And the week after that, we have, uh, <laughs> do you want me to tell? Or? It's your have. commitment already. Yeah. <laughs> leaving in suspense. Oh, hey, since we're allowed to uh, philander a little bit, oh, uh, yeah. some people asked me in the chat room just before the show. I signed in there. Very concerned listeners. I love these guys. Uh, I got the radio job in San Francisco. Oh! Yeah. Hey. I got it. I got, I got my first... Uh, Real radio. I don't know why that. Although this is much more real radio, if you ask me, because we get to do what we want here. But yeah, I am now the official, or one of the official board operators at AM fifteen fifty in San Francisco. So we can you drink beer on the job? Uh, I cannot. And we can come down and do a show with you. I'll tell you, I wish we could. Uh, As much as uh, our studio is pretty awesome, we got a great studio here. Uh, this thing is amazing over in San Francisco. It's a good two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars studio. Wow. The board alone, like my board here, is quite nice. I like it. I'm comfortable with it. You know, it has all the faders and things. That's what I mean by board. It's how I control the microphones, the you music. Turn me off. It's yeah. a good uh, two hundred and eighty dollar board, some three hundred dollar board. This thing, this this board that I'm working on in San Francisco is easily forty thousand wow. dollars just for the just for these knobs and buttons. Uh, so I'm actually that's really good, and a lot of the audio, the new audio we got out of today's show, came from me uh, kind of being there and experiencing what they're doing with production. And I got so kind of enthusiastic about it. I came home. I've been working on production all week. I went nice. to John's and True. borrowed his microphone again, and uh, just trying to get things happening. So I think it means good things for the Brewing Network that I got the, the job there. Good jacked up, oh, yeah. yeah, baby. Thanks, Brent. You I know th- that I'm very proud of you for getting this job. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, only, I've only Ooh. been out of college for two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a patient person. You're doing well. <laughs> been a bartender. <laughs> Danielle is excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I don't make any money. <laughs> but it doesn't I get matter. I do make a little money. It's a very, it's a small amount of money. He's working on. We're it. all there. <laughs> all right. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I got to play our closer song, of course. Because we always do, but after that, uh, I'm going to play a song wait, for wait, wait. Oz's wife. You didn't tell us now what the concern in the chat room was about your radio job. Oh no, I didn't say. It. They they just asked if I got it or not. Oh the really? Was if I got it? Yeah. How nice! So I was answering the question. I got it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'll play our closer, and then uh, for Oz's wife, uh, I talked to her on the blue show. I'm going to play the waves. She is not his wife. Oh, it's his no, girlfriend. No, really? It's that common law thing? Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought that was just... There's no, no common law they keep repeating it no, that she's not his Australia. wife. They're in Australia, these ones. I didn't know that. Is she mad at me because I keep saying that? Well, yeah, I guess so. I, that's probably why she's having a bad day. I keep like, I'm like twisting the knife. She's like, yeah, I'm not his wife. Yet. No, I think she doesn't want to be his wife, actually. Oh, well, that's more the case. If you go to the chat, if you go to the forum wow. and look a picture at him, you can understand that. So that's a, that's a, 
thing about that hatchet in her hand. Yeah. <laughs> or the, and the bag of salt, rock salt. Okay, well, four Miss Moo Moo pants for, for Oz's girlfriend. And, and her name's Diana. I ought to just refer to her as Di and not Oz's girlfriend or anything else. I'm going to play the waves for Di after our closer song, Long Story Short. Brian, thanks again. I appreciate you coming in. Hope to have you back. Thanks, Brian. All right. Good show, everybody. I didn't turn you off. How come, what happened to your... Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. You just want more cakes of beer. That's why. <laughs> yeah, just wondering what happened to your microphone. All right, so we'll be back next week with Gordon Beer. Uh, do you know what our tasting is next week already, John? Uh, pyramid. We're tasting pyramid. What? No, we're not. Yes, yes we are. No, we're not. No, they're still arguing right. about tasting it. Tasting pyramid with Gordon Beer. Yeah. All right, I'll wait, put wait, it up wait. on the website. Yes, we are. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we are. A, a pyramid beer. I will post it on the website and send out a newsletter. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you later. Pale ale is a friend of mine, and I should like good barley wine. Chocolate porter, cherry stout, don't you know what I am talking about? Don't you give me that American crude, boy, the one of real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love it? Homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I have me, well, I have me one right now.
the love of that home brew. Can't get enough of it. Home brew, it blows my mind.